And uh, I laughed and I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm going to get that 5G. And he's <laughs> Hell like, yeah. ooh, your Wi-Fi is going to be sick. Nice. Until people try to burn you down. That's true. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start the stream. <sighs> and I'm going to be working on uh, my NIDs. Yeah, dude, this, go for it. So. Absolutely. No worries. And the week just refreshed in Destiny 2, so I'm going to be doing that. Okay. However, uh, Alejo, I have a question. Okay. Uh, before we start this we're, stream, we're already how started. we talk about those money sacks? I mean, uh, 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 I mean, loyal viewers. Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the walking, talking dollar nice. signs. You mean? Good job. Nice. There it is. I hate no, it. I knew, I knew. I knew you had started this yeah, stream. I, know. I was. I was waiting for it for that bit. <laughs> I fucking hate it so much. <laughs> well. Hello everyone, and welcome back to Table Talk Discussion and Discourse. I, as always, am your host, Alejo, a.k.a. Gradon95. Ooh, you want to be our second host this week? <gasps> sure, I'll be our second host. I'm our second host, someone who wants your money. Whoa! Jesus. Plot right. twist. I'll, I'll be even worse. Don't fucking tempt me. That was a bit scummy even for me. <laughs> Props. Thank you. I hate this so much. Get me out of That's this right. hell. Who say your name? Nice. Hey, he did it. And I am your third host this week. Oh. Uh, it's Sneaky Adolf, or Sneaky Adolf, mm. um, a.k.a. Aiden. There you go. If you are my friend in real life, like Matt Mercer, right. or, my or as I just call him Matt. Right, exactly. He is, he is our friend in real life. Yes. Um, mm. We hang out all the time. Yeah. I go to I, L.A.? I, <laughs> I was at his weddings. I took the pictures. Right. That's why I show up in none of them. That's true. <laughs> Professional cameraman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Don't worry about it. <laughs> hey, Slay. Hey, Royd. Uh, yeah, so uh, we'll get to today's topic soon. But of course, as always, we'll get to comments first. So uh today we got a few comments from uh lux as well as steely as well as uh draco kraken so a few comments from lux a yeah a couple of them actually excuse oh, me God. just a couple so <laughs> it's two couple. hours now okay. <laughs> when, when are we gonna start saving up lux's comments and just have a podcast where we <laughs> just do his comments if he leaves Next us week. five in a row i'll i'll consider it <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right, Lux, you heard the man. Oh, yep. God. <laughs> Crack your knuckles and uh, get to typing. <laughs> so The Lux uh, episode. <laughs> so the first uh, first comments from Steely, uh, he commented on session zero, actually, of Devils oh. and Dice. Said, of what? Devils and Dice. What the fuck is Devils and Dice? Devils no, and Dice. We've done this bit like a million yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he says, getting starting today and looking forward to it. Yeah. Huzzah. Good. Yay, someone's watching. Somebody cares. <laughs> so a 10-hour episode? Yeah, yeah, exactly. 10 hours if we read, like, five of Lex's comments. It's true. Yeah. Um, then 
we have uh, Commandant 68 for the homebrew uh, rules. The, shorter, the shortest episode I think we've done. Um, so he says, uh, Lux says, Not much for me to say about house rules. Uh, I would make a point of noting that you're, if you're using an official setting, you're free to change it however you want. We're not writing an official novel for a franchise here, or filming an episode or whatever. Excuse me. We're playing a private game among our group of friends. And yeah, like Devils and Dice. <laughs> yes, it's yeah. true. Uh, that nobody else is going to see unless we record it. Huh? Black Devils and Dice. And the story we're telling is basically the equivalent of fan fiction. If you want to ask, what if Star Trek had D&D magic and your group goes for it, that's all you need. Yep. Yeah. Um... Mm-hmm. But I still agree that house rules should fit the tone of the setting, but not because of the argument Guy used. Oh, you're making the setting. Even with an official setting, you're creating your own version of it. So the tone is yours to set, and you need your house rules to fit your chosen tone. Not because your players will supposedly get angry if you violate the sacred canon of the setting, but because you're trying to create a specific tone, and you don't want any design choice you make to undermine it. But the tone you're going for is up to you and your group. Uh, he pretty much hit the nail on the head with his fake ending, though. This is pretty straightforward. Make sure your house rules don't mess up the game. Make sure your players are okay with them, and you're probably good to go. I suppose, depending on your group, you might have to really stress the point that if they have an issue with a house rule, they should speak up about it. Uh, though I don't know that, uh, yeah, though I don't know that personally, if you've invited me to give criticism, I will take you at your word. Uh, I'll usually do what people say they want, whether it's what they really want or not. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, if I don't say Holy anything... shit! Sorry. <laughs> what? Go on. Oh, yeah. Uh, if I don't say anything to that point, or at that point, uh, it's probably because I honestly don't see any problems with the rule. Uh, and to be honest, if it's functional, clear, and doesn't keep me from doing something I want to do, it's probably fine as far as I'm concerned. And I think that's all I've got. Short post this time. We can't have that, so I'll see what else I can come up with. Okay. Yeah. So, real quick, I gotta mm-hmm. show you a picture of something Uh-oh, I just man. did on, on complete accident, but it okay. was ridiculously lucky. Okay. So, uh, I'm working on my nids right now, like I just sure. said, and uh, I have a malanthrope, and he hovers above the uh, the ground. So, yes. he has, like, a little f- uh, invisible flight stick. Yes. And I was poking a hole into a base. Okay. So, I wanted to get it as close to the center as I could, and so, you know, there's the hole. Okay. And and then, look at the bottom of the base. Look at what I managed to do completely on accident. Oh, wow, you made <laughs> I Jesus. I got it, like, perfect center. <laughs> and I'm like, I yeah, should have no, just true. done that from the bottom to begin with. <laughs> that would make most sense, yeah. That's crazy. But holy shit, I did it! Good anyway, job. I didn't mean to interrupt, go on. No, no, you're good. Um, nice. So. Thank you. Uh, next up. Oh, I plan on checking out Devils and Dice after I'm done with Critical Role. Hey! <laughs> cool. Oh, so in like 20 years? <laughs> yeah. I think they, yeah. didn't oh, they just well, finish I, campaign too? I, I see. So you prioritize Boo Lord than Matt Mercer. <laughs> oh. I see how it is. It's, it's, to be fair, it's fair. Next, that's, next that's you'll fine, be yeah. saying I rank below Liam O'Brien. Mmm. <laughs> Crazy. Oh. What a thought. What a thought. Um, all right, Could so uh, this is Lux's other comment from episode 69. A couple of points to respond uh, to here. Uh, first up, I would say everything the DM does should contribute to the story, 
but by that I don't just mean keep everything focused on the quote-unquote main quest. Uh, that's a whole different concept. In-character, downtime, fluff, whatever other side activity there is, is all part of the story. Uh, this isn't a novel, movie, or any other medium where you, or you're trying to craft a story by yourself and present it to a largely unknown audience with only an educated guess as to what they're going to care about. You have your world, and the players will tell you what parts of it they want to see through the actions their characters take. If they spend their time doing something, then that's something that had enough meaning to them to be worth exploring, which makes it something that belongs in the story. Doesn't matter if it wouldn't make it to a book or movie, it makes it into the RP session because the audience you have, uh, you have cares about it. Which, yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Um... So in other words, I was saying that if you choose to use a DMPC, then you should make their existence relevant. Basically the same point as don't be Vaughn. Gotcha. Mm. Um, and the other point is, I suppose it's true that a character could see something horrifying and decide they're not able to deal with it personally. Ooh, which I gotta talk about in a sec. Um, okay. That's an angle uh, I didn't really think about. Uh, I would say, though, that whether that's contrived or not depends on whether they're making that decision because it arises from their character or the other way around. If you gave an NPC that personality trait specifically so that you could remove them from the party after their initial purpose was fil fulfilled, then by definition, that's a contrivance. I'm not saying that's necessarily bad and you shouldn't do it, but it's something you would have, uh, you would have contrived. Uh, if you execute it in a way that serves to demonstrate that the threat they just saw isn't something a person would necessarily have the courage to go face, uh, that could actually be good. Plot contrivance like terrorism isn't always wrong. <laughs> hey. Callback. Um, yeah. Hey, if I cause the FBI to watch all your videos, that translates into views for you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Don't worry, the FBI watches oh. me plenty. Yeah, right. <laughs> Don't ask so. me why. <laughs> So I actually have some thoughts on this, and it's sort of a, a sort of a, a medium take, okay. I guess you would say, striking while the iron is cold. Sure, uh, glacial, in fact. Oh, um, I am actually like I'm. I don't prefer it, but I find a couple plot contrivances in like a movie or a story in general to be somewhat acceptable yeah sure um i prefer stories with none and if they are there like they're not immediately noticeable yeah it's just when you start getting to plot holes yes. that i have an issue mm -hmm. yeah uh, a contrivance is is not a make or break. Absolutely, it's, yeah. yeah no. It's definitely a, just a, a thing. A contrivance can still be one of the things where, like, if a character had decided to react differently, mm -hmm. then the plot itself might have changed, or they might have uh, instead done something more advantageous. Sure, but it still makes sense within the context of the scene and the sure. character. For them to choose what they did yeah the the only time where it becomes a problem is when it's contrivance after contrivance after contrivance and it's yeah. like yeah and then it builds up yeah. and it becomes compounded and then you're like what is the story why is it so contrived you're sort of like a snowball effect yes with exactly. contrivances mm -hmm. and like if by like if by at the very end it's still a very small snowball because mm -hmm. there's only a one or two contrivances it's not perfect, but like we'll make it work. Yeah, it's like fine. 
I, as the audience, will work to meet you on something. Sure, yeah. It's just when there's, like, 40 of them that I'm like, mm. <laughs> Guys, and I'm so- trying... <laughs> And I'm trying to write a campaign for these motherfuckers. <laughs> Imagine the pain and the fear and the anxieties. Yeah. <laughs> it's gotta be perfect. No, <laughs> never claim that. It's, 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 it's I'm just got, around. No, no, I know. It's 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 gotta be anime, but at the same time not have plot contrivance. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. This is the Cthulhu no. campaign that I mean. Right, right, right. Oh, right, right. That's yeah, the one that has to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then again, I'm writing that to like sell, so I mean, it does have to be yeah, damn good. You gotta so. make it good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sell. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm gonna put it on Drive Through RPG when it's done. Yeah. Oh. He's talked about this yeah. before. Yes. Um, like somebody doesn't listen or give a shit. <laughs> or both. Probably both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> at least not until you're playing it. <laughs> right. Um. But yeah, so you're, so you're telling me all I have to do is purchase it on Drive Through RPG, and I'll get the Cliffstones for the entire campaign. <laughs> if you want to cheat, sure, <laughs> you big bastard. Uh, but if I want to rob myself of fun so that I can win Call of Cthulhu, uh-huh. I can win. <laughs> oh yeah, God. winning. You can win that's, Call of Cthulhu. That's what we can't. do. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, so to go back to what he was talking about with um, the if your angle is good, uh, whether or not it's contrived, if it arises from their character and stuff, um, it reminded me, um, I'm actually, like, in my Wednesday game, I'm actually retiring Gimbal. Um, oh, shit! Yeah. Uh, in retiring, retiring not- as in he's just giving up adventuring and yes. he's going to survive. He's oh. giving up adventuring, yeah. I'm retiring my uh, character next Sunday. Yeah, there you go. My, yeah, I'm retiring paladin. too. Me. <laughs> Just in general. Woo. <laughs> I have never retired a character before, but I think it makes sense after. Uh, yeah. He, now he's fought in a war, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he wants to uh, uh, retire early with his copious amounts of gold he's made. Right. Nice. And, and, um, Race's adopted son. Cool. Yeah. Um. My my character. He's. They've been traveling. the The whole party has been traveling with um a singer of great renown who uh joined us to go to the wedding of the of the lord that we were going to go and uh be bodyguard slash entertainment for right. Um. And so you know. Going through, like, weeks upon weeks of travel, continuing to go into lands that have something going on that's really bad. Um, like, there's, like, uh, some undead rising, um, and there's talk of an evil wizard who uh, is control like, behind it, you know? But, like, sending out his minions, if you will, that, um, that are kind of raising hell around the land. Um... And we're, like, they keep going towards the danger. And Gimbal's like, guys, I, I, I can't really, like, do the fighting thing. That's not really, like, what I do. Um, I'm really good at, like, playing my flute. That's what I can do, right? Like, and so it continued to compound and compound. And that plus the whole wild magic thing that's creating 
the the adverse effects and him worrying that he's going to kill somebody by accident again or um again well yeah he he's accidentally killed a few people um, oh okay i didn't know that, yeah. that was actually a thing he had done yeah yeah part of backstory part of like his first introduction in fact oh, um, shit. yeah he's been he's been through a few things um yeah. and so he's kind of wrestling with that and all that kind of stuff and then the the singer offered to have him go with her um in order to tour around and like be safe and also nice. you know keep his charge safe because we picked up a uh a, a runaway princess of oh. a different land who didn't want to go back and i and and gimbal was just like dude i understand fucking put on this makeup I'm also a princess <laughs> right yeah mm. put on this makeup uh apply it every day i'll teach you how and we will tour around and no one will recognize you because you'll be a part of this stuff yes um and so that's been working so far um although we had a close call at one point um so but it was just this whole thing of like at this point it's like oh you're offering me like one of my goals in life to become a big name yeah. in this entertaining kind of thing all i want to do is that right yeah. and then it's just like i don't want to keep no fighting. reason to turn this down oh yeah Sorry. I, I don't want to keep fighting fighting is not what i wanted to want to do every time you guys go somewhere something bad happens <laughs> We keep going, and you guys really want to go closer to the Shatter Mask guy, and I have no fucking want of that at all. So, uh, he's gonna go next session after we do one more th job, basically. Um, nice. And then I'm gonna bring in a Swarm Master Ranger, because I want to try that out. Cause You're they playing sound... a Ranger? Yeah, because Tasha's has Swarm Master, and Swarm Master actually seems fun. Um, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so like... I'm gonna try that out. I'm gonna see how it goes. Tasha's that we give a shit about. Yeah, it's like one of the few things that I actually care. <laughs> I was I was actually uh, looking through my book just the other day with all my Tasha's thoughts. Yeah. And uh, the character I'm replacing my paladin with is a warlock. That's actually four warlocks. Okay. Um. Uh. Uh huh. Because uh, he sold his soul to uh, a succubus. Okay. Um, so Solid choice. So Archfiend, <laughs> okay, yeah. he's a. He, it was by mistake, and uh, he is. Like uh, a, uh, he is like a thirteen-year-old child. Oh he's the, no, he's he, a, he's that age. <laughs> uh, never got the talk from his parents actually, but oh. none of the other succubi in like the area want to have the birds and the bees talk with him. So oh. they're all like playing board games and stuff like that and he's like yeah these succubi are pretty cool <laughs> and they're all yeah going, that's one way to get a soul fuck it and we're, we're, we're playing board and, games oh shit yeah <laughs> the, panic again yeah sorry i don't mean and, to keep uh, interrupting all this all the succubi are like haha yeah that's what we do is we play board games haha <laughs> <laughs> um there was one time when um my character actually got to finally meet his younger brother mm -hmm. 
and uh, we were all like, hey, Rayless, you're like a succubus, so functionally immortal, right? And she's like, yeah. And we're like, cool, uh, like, tell us some stories and pass the time. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and she started telling us stories, mm-hmm. and they were all these raunchy as hell stories, because they're the only stories she knows. Of course. Oh, that's kind of sad, but, actually. <laughs> but, my, but my character's like, uh-huh. So why, if she... If the stepsister was stuck in a hole that was God too damn. small for her, then, then why was the stepbrother, like, pushing her further in? That doesn't make sense. Like, from a leverage mechanic. Right, of course. Yeah. And she's like, couldn't tell ya. <laughs> I'm just telling the story. I don't know the motivation. I don't know the motivation. I just know the story. So. Damn it. Um, That's great. That's good, really. That's really good. But uh, one of the things uh, that uh, um, one of my patrons is the Fathomless from Tasha's. Because mm. it was going to be the Kraken, which was homebrew. Right. Uh, until, like, the Fathomless was a thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, like, How I'm much also... How That's cool. <laughs> God damn it. Shut up. <laughs> Don- d- donating? Yeah, patron. He's a patron. patron. <laughs> He's one of your oh, patrons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, oh, go on. man. Boo. Yeah. With the solid bits. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. It didn't go over everybody's head. Oh, I got it. I yeah. got it. I got it immediately. <laughs> and yet, um, somehow I don't hear laughing. <laughs> what? Well, I you did. For a second. <laughs> and yet, somehow I don't <laughs> currently... <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, anyway. Whatever, you're just mad that I keep interrupting. There's more. <laughs> there's more. Yeah, to, yeah, that's why. There's more to this comment, by the way. So, oh, sure. <laughs> um, so the next section is about the actual uh, topic that we did that, that episode. So, yeah. getting into romance, uh, some good points were made. But I'd have found it more useful to see some discussion of how to actually play romance out in an effective and realistic way instead of just make, how to make sure everything's or everyone's okay with it. Because the actual extension, or sorry, execution is what I feel like I could stand to absorb more theory on. Same. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think that yep. it was missing a bunch of, like, each of the videos that we covered were missing that. Um, there was some that were from How to Be a Great GM, and we didn't. Uh, I thought about using those, but we have been covering him lately, and we might actually cover him again tonight. Um, okay. So, it's just one of those things where it was like, figured we'd do people we hadn't covered yet, right? And also, maybe learn something, but it was more just, make sure everybody's okay, like you said. So Yeah, make sure um, everybody's okay, and also don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um <laughs> So, I don't exactly seek out a lot of romance stories for personal consumption. It's not something I particularly care about. I'm just here to kill shit as our lord and savior, Woden the Allfather, has commanded. True. (laughs) Um, I will note, though... Praise me to Sigmar. Yes, of course. Um, I will note, though, I've always treated any character's attempt to flirt with an NPC as a joke by default. Which means, unless the player is very clear that they seriously want to attempt to initiate a romance encounter with the NPC, the NPC will either just brush them off or hit them with an extra-dimensional hammer, if the line is seriously bad. And then we all move on. Uh, 
if what they do is blatantly stupid under the circumstances, then the consequences of their actions are going to occur. Yeah, as they should. Um, if it's Basically, between two... just go watch a Churdly's fuckboys video and you'll True. get the idea. <laughs> it's like, those are amazing. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> I fucking love that shit. Um, if it's between two players... I'll just check they're both okay with that interaction, then I'll let them work it out between themselves like two adults. If they're not two adults, which is fortunately not the situation I've ever had to deal with, then common sense obviously applies. I'm go certainly not going to permit any legally dubious activity at my table, if for no other reason than to keep my own ass out of the fire and everyone else's too while I'm at it. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah don't, let, don't, don't <laughs> let minors bang on your table. Yeah. <laughs> um... When it comes to sexual encounters, I've, I'm very much a proponent of not forcing the whole group to watch as two characters go at it. What they do on their own time is up to them, but at the table, we fade to black. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if yeah. a player... Oh, go on. You don't support forced voyeurism. Yes. Um, if a player does want to seriously attempt to start up a romance with an NPC, I'm still not even going to roll on that. Odds are I'm not really going to feel like getting into it, and therefore I'll just deny their request. And if on the off chance I do find myself interested, then it's just going to happen, still no role involved. On the other hand, if it's my DMPC they're interested in, I'm actually more likely to respond positively to that because that's a character I'll care enough about to possibly want to see how such a relationship will go for them. Though, that being said, there's still an independent character who doesn't just exist for the sake of being a PC's romantic interest. So if things don't go well, there's a possibility that they break it off. Uh, that they break it off. Um... So I'd have to warn the player not to take anything for granted. That's fair. Um, if the player just wants their character to have a significant other, and it's not about their interest in a specific character, what I'll most likely tell them uh, to do is just make one up and be responsible for it. I can help them to fit that character into the world, but that part of the story will be that player's domain. I'm not going to cause a character to be forever alone because they're a PC, but I'm also most likely not up for playing that relationship out myself. If the player doesn't That's feel fair. like they can manage it, then sorry, but I have my limits. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, romance is mostly not something I come to D&D for, though, uh, though. This has just been a lot of personal preference for me, and it was more than I thought I'd have to say on the topic. But any port in a storm, and I guess that'll cover it. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I'm fine with it. I'll go with it. Um, it just it doesn't come up. That's the thing. Yeah. That's why, I, I mean, I don't really have much to say on the matter other than what we discussed in the in the episode, right? Like, yeah. it's just whatever. If it's there, it's there. And I'll play it out if I if somebody wants the, the romance to be there, sure. I'm just yeah. very... I'm not great at it, so they'll get what they yeah. get. <laughs> and that's, I think that's one of the problems with it as a whole, where it it's just like you said, where it's it's not really what you come to the D&D table for. Sure. And, and even if that is something that you want at your table, mm. or if a player wants it <clears throat> in the game, it's, and if you want, like, if they want you to act it out, it's gonna, since it's such an uncommon thing to even have, sure. no one is particularly good at it. And so it's gonna be awkward, but even more so than, like, just doing a voice, which can always... 
you know, in yeah. the beginning, that's pretty awkward. That's kind of nerve wracking to start sure. doing voices and act like other people in front of your friends or uh, other players and stuff like that. Sure. So yeah, be. because it's such an uncommon request and because acting it out is even more awkward than it already would be, mm-hmm. it just doesn't come up enough and nobody gets practice at it. Yeah, um, I will. I will agree with you that not many people get practice at it. Um, however, um, when you say that, like it's awkward for someone, that depends on your friend group, and that depends yeah. on what you all are comfortable with with each other. Yeah, that's like, true. like, um, there is an NPC who is chasing after my asexual paladin right uh, yeah hard crushing on him and i'm like dude i i will tell you right now as aiden i am in love with this bit like it's one of my favorite npcs because it's always a blast Mm -hmm. however when it comes to morty morty's like ah yeah that's that's nice right (laughs) 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 i don't know what the Uh, hell is going on right exactly makes sense um and yeah so it's it's one of those things where like if it if it was like i'll have to do it for vampire because i still do that vampire game on thursdays um before we do um uh devils and dice huh devils and dice um before we do that bi-weekly um i do uh my vampire game Mm -hmm. and um, I assume at some oh, point oh, because it's vampire. Weekly. Yeah, that's a yeah. real vampire game. Yeah. Um, Did you, oh, you didn't get that one. Okay, never mind. No. Um. So yeah, it, it. I assume it'll come up at some point because one, it's it's vampire. It's already got that that allure to it. You know. So um, so, uh, human on vampire or vampire on vampire. Ah, uh, could be either. Okay. Honestly, yeah. Um, don't do don't do Twilight, please. <laughs> no god no i mean it's gonna be realistic that's the thing most okay. of the time it's gonna be they're so they're, miles away from twilight good <laughs> right yeah they're gonna be yeah they're gonna be seducing them to mostly feed on them but the oh, other well, people are right. the other people are gonna like the people that are being seduced are gonna be into it that's the yeah, thing because right? that's what seduction is yeah so depending on whether or not the 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 vampire actually gives a shit that is whatever it'll progress however it progresses but there's obviously the powers of you make them fall madly in love with you to the point where they might even start like hurting themselves in order to be with you it's oh, yeah oh it's fucked oh i love vampire oh. it's so fucked up i love it oh um, no i know it's just like i'm just to me yeah. that's less fucked up more cringe <laughs> sure sure yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, it's it's a whole like you can do that in order to keep uh, people to to feed on for a while. Yeah, um, it's like a slow insanity. It t- it takes a while before they get to that point. Um, but yeah, so I'll have to get more practice through that because that media. That, sorry, that system is um, much more prone to it. You know? Yeah, or at least the the setting is. Yeah, the setting and the rules are more prone to it. Yeah, yeah. Um. But anyway, Draco Kraken said on uh, 69 as well, uh, to the idea of the X card for this is uh, too much. Wait, sorry. To the idea of the of the X card for this is too much, I am okay yeah. with the idea, but 
I have seen it become an issue in its own right. Gotcha. I understand now. Um, uh, what, X cards in general? Yeah. <laughs> ah, fair enough. Um, there's a phenomenon where people who have less direct power of a situation are more willing to allow more. I have been a part of uh, one shot that involved cards like this, uh, where one player threw up the card anytime something was, uh, that may be considered offensive came up. Ugh. Party is attacked by goblins. Nope, offensive to Jews. I pull out a katana. Nope, you what? aren't a Japanese. You aren't player. Uh, sorry. Nope, you the player aren't Japanese. You get the idea. Just a word of warning that some people, when given the slightest bit of control, will bend the campaign to fit their sensibilities. Yeah. Oof. That yeah, can and that's where I'm saying that is where I will put my foot down and say no. That, no. That's yeah. why you as the DM need the Y card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. They put X, you put Y, and then they go, What's that? And you go, Well, yes. why are you doing this? <laughs> or know. yes. Hey, what did I miss? We just read your comment. Hey Draco. Yeah. Um so that one didn't take an hour, I don't think. No. None of them did. We're only 30 minutes in. Oh, that's good. Because <laughs> we didn't have anything to really, you know, poke at. Um, yeah. And then Steely, last one on session one of yeah. uh, Devils and Dice, says, Listening to Boris and Mez, it sounds like they need some couples counseling. <laughs> okay, now, Boris, you didn't get a note like the others did. Why don't you tell Mez how that makes you feel? <laughs> God, it's so long ago. Uh, I, I, I know like the others did. Yeah, yeah I remember in the very uh, remember in the very first session, I remember I don't know if you mm. do, maybe it didn't mean anything to you, but uh, yeah. very first session, uh, every time a character paying attention <laughs> uh, every time a character shows up to uh, join uh, the AAA, uh, spoilers uh, <laughs> they get a note, it's basically like a help wanted flyer, remember that? Yeah, yeah and since Mez owns you, literally, yeah. uh, he got it. I got the note, and you yeah, didn't yeah. get the note. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no, I was, uh, That is I, all I, of I, I mean, I'm heartbroken over <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, you should be. But yeah, anyway, that's that's all the comments. So, uh, we can get to the main topic. Um, today, yeah. Today, we're going to be covering probably one video. Um maybe two potentially i don't know about that we'll see how it goes but um we are going to be talking about traveling Huzzah. Um, in making it adventure make awaits i'm sorry and yes yeah <laughs> adventure awaits Huzzah! Huzzah! did you see the newest one yes yeah <laughs> yes i good. did it was fucking great <laughs> it was pretty good um so yeah so we are going to be talking about that and how to maintain interest in it um, which is something that I think is a little difficult for me because sometimes I feel like, um, I don't know. So I haven't ran a game that I've needed to travel, uh, do travel for a while. But what I used to do was either use uh, random rolls of uh, D100, basically, yeah, to see if they encountered something or not, right? And then if they did, it would be either a fight or something happened, you know, along the road. And then we would go from there. Or I just went, uh, it'll take you a few days. Yeah. You'll encounter some things. We'll get there, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's also like one of those things where it's just like travel can be very interesting. 
it oh, really yeah. depends on how you do it. And I, I, I think that most of the time people just look at travel and they go, eh, it's just travel. Right. Yeah. Cause it's like, shame. yeah. Cause it, it, well, cause it's just one of those things where I think it's hard to, it's hard to, to make everyone interested in something that is innocuous. Um, yeah. Unless or it that, winds up becoming not innocuous. Right, right. Well, seem innocuous. What I mean is, like, if you don't have anything planned for that travel, and it's just, yeah. you just go A to B, like, mm-hmm. it's hard to maintain that interest in it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think about travel? So, the way <laughs> I typically do travel is uh, uh, I like to prepare a few uh notable encounters so to speak mm-hmm. um unfortunately the only one that comes to mind is kind of a spoiler for my game okay. um <laughs> but but i like to prepare uh, a few notable encounters that have a bit of story significance to them mm-hmm. And then um from that like I'll do roles uh if necessary um to see like if they encounter it or not. Right. Mm-hmm. Um I prefer to have a some significance um in in what they encounter basically okay um but sometimes just traveling on the road much like traveling on the road now is kind of boring yeah exactly you're you're just sitting there and waiting essentially Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or walking and waiting technically Mm -hmm. yeah Um, Yeah. the way i like to do it is Mm -hmm. and I'm in a better position, I think, than you guys at the moment because I have my own pre-prepared material world that mm-hmm. I'll be having all my adventures on. Mm-hmm. But if I have the benefit of being able to plot everything out and like actually design the world, I try to put a lot of different interesting things just out there. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going down this road, like, from City 1, if you're going from City 1 to City 2, there might be, like, three different, completely unique things going on there. There might be, like, I don't know, there might be, like, a herd of very strange animals, and, you know, you just kind of see them, and maybe you'll go over there and see what they're like. Right. Um, And, you know, maybe there'll be... A little copse of trees with uh, a pond, and if you go near the pond, there might be like a little um, and a little undini there who just Ooh. lives there, and okay. they don't do much of anything actually. They just live there, just hang out. Yeah, they just time. hang out. And it's like, hi, this is my pond. Would you like to come and stay? Would you <laughs> like a fish? It's like we got fish, and yeah. I mean, uh, they're kind of overpopulating. Hey. Here you go. Like, like creates a little water spout and spits a fish up at you. It's like, here you go, have some dinner, mm-hmm. you know? Or if they're mean, if, like, if they're mean, you know, it's like, here, have a fish. Yeah, it throws, like, a, <laughs> throws a fish at you, you know? Right, yeah. Um, and so I like to try to design things that, um, that make you interested. And so you can sure. completely pass it up, mm-hmm. but if you check it out, 
You know, it's like you're walking down the road. You see a nice little copse of trees with a pond. It's like, hmm, should we go over there? Eh, hey, nah. Boom. You know, yes. They prefer to be called police officers of trees. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. I hate it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, you have the benefit of, of you write out your story first. Um, yeah. So you're so able to, I... like, plot these things out easily. Yeah, and so when I am not able to, as is the case with Devils and Dice, I... <sighs> but that's the that's the thing. That's just how I do it, really. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, that's totally If fair. I know that you guys are going to be traveling, I pre-write something out. Mm -hmm. And I do it that same way every time where you can go see it, mm -hmm. and if you don't, then, then it's just there. Yeah. And then you can go hang out whenever you want like when you guys went out that first day spoiler steely and you killed that <laughs> hell pig right that was completely that was just random yeah sure it's like we want to get some meat we don't want to pay for it it's like okay go out and hunt this big fuck off pig right yeah so that's what i like to do yeah um considering i like to do more sandboxy kind of stuff i try to I, I have, like, that guideline of what the world is like, um, usually, yeah. right? Like, you get the overview of the world, and then the, the stuff in the, the, the stuff in the cracks, you kind of, I, I at least, um, go, eh, we'll figure it out when we get there, right? Yeah. Which is both good and also to my detriment, I would say. <laughs> um, because in the moment, sometimes I can't think of shit, right? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's definitely something, like, where at that point then i've added something that i need to now keep track of of like how does this change right yeah um is there something about this this particular spot it, is this going to be important later or not um mm -hmm. will it be affected by anything if they go back the same way you know all that kind of stuff um mm -hmm. so it <laughs> creates more uh problems for me and sometimes i don't remember that i created a problem for me <laughs> But sometimes the players don't remember that they cre I created a problem for me too, so it's great. And then it all works out. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, Pizza Funk. Uh, I find travel to be a chance to add plot cues missed in previous areas in small exploration points. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, you yeah, that's definitely. a good way of using travel. Yeah. Now, I think that can be a little bit tricky depending on the actual state and locations True. of the campaign. Like if you have a campaign that's set in or like a story beat set in a city and you're like, "Oh, we need to talk to the mayor." Mm -hmm. You're not exactly going to well, I mean, you might, but it'd be pretty weird if you just happen to meet the mayor out on the road. Yeah. And just he'll just shoot the shit with some strangers. Obviously, you got to be more flexible with it at that point if you're exactly. using it in that way. Um, yeah, but that's what I mean. So, like, yeah, yeah. it not 100%, but I do like it. It is a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would also say that I think travel... At least, so, in, in the current game that i'm in on wednesdays uh, we did the whole travel to the the city from one city to another mm. in order to bring this uh, lady to go get married right um we played out the whole travel uh that that one time we're yes. we're not doing that again that's <laughs> this <laughs> is this was the this was the all right every day we figure out what we're doing basically that was kind of mm. how it went unless something very notable happened um we 
it was more mostly just all right we eat we make camp we you know we go you know that kind of thing um and um even my dm was like yeah for this next like point in the campaign i'm gonna change how we do travel (laughs) because we were all like yeah that travel took a whole year in out of game (laughs) holy shit we were doing because we kept finding things and we kept getting caught up in stuff basically yeah and like um it was one of those things but i do want to say that traveling like that i feel like should be also something that we can promote more character interaction right absolutely pc interaction because at least with my group um that i'm that i go that i'm uh doing this with um, mm. we don't really talk in character too much unless we're in the scene, right? Ah. Outside of the scenes and we're traveling and stuff, people don't really talk too much unless they have already thought of something beforehand in another scene, right? Mm. Um, and then it only lasts one time. Um, and I try to kind of push that in there, um, because Gimbal is a talkative man, but also sometimes he doesn't. Um, and I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna lose that. Oh no. <laughs> Rip, rip. Uh, I well, he's alive, so I can do it. Oh, you know. I know, but you but know. that's the thing. Like, I I have to have somebody who gels more with the party and actually wants to go on an adventure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> even though gimbal works, but I this stuff, I can't pass this up, right? Yeah. Um, it's that whole what you want the character or what the character wants versus what you want, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah. It and so um. Promoting that kind of conversation between characters in order to open up that dialogue is something that I find that's a little hard for people that are more inexperienced. Because all the people that I play with, they're they a lot of them are very much less experienced than um than myself or uh a few others. Um and like it's just one of those things where I I don't know how to do it in a way that doesn't feel like I'm taking over as another player character, right? I'm trying to, like, inject this conversation to try to get these characters to open up a bit more so I can learn more about them. Um, But it's definitely one of those things of, like, I don't want to be the only one talking here, but I have goals. (laughs) I have things that I want to talk about, and I have things that I want to do, and when you don't do that, and when you don't talk that much, I can't really... I, I feel like an asshole because I'm talking most of the time. <laughs> but that's the perfect time when travel. So it's yeah, just like, right? talk, 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 talk. But I can also understand, like, going, uh, you travel a week and then you're there. Right? Yeah. Um, which is a very simple way to do it. Mm-hmm. A whole year out of game travel. What was your campaign, Berserk? No, <laughs> no, no, no. It was a single Dragon Ball Z power up scene. <laughs> Technically, we traveled for I think a month in game. Wow. Um, we stopped at like one smaller village. Um, got into a whole thing where Gimbal almost went to jail. Um, and we found a bunch of random stuff along the way. And that's really it, I think. Mm. Yeah, I got attacked a few times. A few times some people tried to kidnap uh, a few people, and then we stopped them. But it was really, it wasn't, it was just like, there was so much for the characters to talk about during the the little village scene. And then 
I don't know, sometimes combat takes a while, and then sometimes we just don't get to the, the end of a scene because I have something to do, and <laughs> I take forever because I have so much to say. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was it was definitely a thing. And so now we, we're doing a whole... Oh, the other thing was, like, our DM would say, um, uh, unless anything else, you know, unless there's anything else you guys... You know, eat in the morning, you eat a, eat lunch, you know, you eat dinner. And so it's just like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's, it's also hard to, as a DM, kind of hint that you have that time to talk when, when people aren't very talkative, right? Yeah, because it, it kind of... Just straight up say... Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> right. Or just straight up say, like, for the next uh, however many days, it can be, like, three days, nothing of event really happens. Right. Um, if you have anything you want to talk about, now's the time. Well, that's the thing. That's what is said. <laughs> that's basically what's said, right? Oh, but then, God. But then it's like, nobody thinks of it because, again, it's just like, well, nothing's happened. I don't know what. Oh, my God. You know? Yeah, the weather sure is nice right and it was just even like one of the npcs that i was talking to uh, the npc of the uh this this the princess uh, her name's cindery um the npc of the princess who was basically interrogated for a second because they were trying to figure out if she was the princess um at the previous town we were at um the whole time there from that place to the next place that we visited um didn't say anything to me but then once we got there, said something to me. And that's not entirely, like... That's also just the DM kind of forgot as well. Um, mm-hmm. Which is fine. You know, sometimes you can't keep track of a character, right? That's yeah, that's fine. Um, but also, in, in the conversation, the Cindery was like, Well, I was gonna tell you, but then you would have freaked out. Like, you're freaking out right now. And I was freaking out. So... <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's fine. That's fair enough. Um... But it's definitely harder for, like, when you're trying to... There's uh, there's a few characters that I haven't gotten the chance to talk to too much. Um, and I want to learn more about them. But it's like... It feels kind of like pulling teeth occasionally. Because mm. the characters don't seem to want to talk. It's just like, oh man. Yeah. But I want to learn about That's you. Not- that sounds rough. <laughs> yeah, it's it's something that I, you know, it's gotten better. Yeah. It's definitely gotten better. Um, That's good, because I know so. that at least uh, in Devils and Dice, you guys talk a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, because we're all super good friends, and we just fuck it. Yeah. But that's the thing. My group is pretty chill, too, so I don't know what's going on there. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's just super. they're super in character. <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck, I'm also in character, but your character doesn't want to talk to me. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, travel. That's enough of that uh, diatribe. So, let us move on to the video, huh? My boys. Oh, if you insist. My boys. If you could join the watch together, that would be oh, right. fantastic. Oh, right. <laughs> you know that thing we do you're, occasionally? Yeah. You're, I was hoping I'd get to skip out on it. Ah, uh, well... It's unfortunate, isn't it? But, uh... You know. <laughs> Alright, so... 
Uh, we're going to cover uh, this video from How to Be a Great GM. Whoa. Okay. It is <clears throat> quick tips to make travel in an RPG interesting. I think so. I've actually seen this before. Oh. Like a long time ago. Okay. Well, let's see what he has to say. There we then. go. Oh, are you good? Uh, yeah, no, I just, I couldn't figure out what I wanted my name to be. Oh. Oh, what is it? Gnawing? Gnawing what? Gnawing hunger. Oh, very good. It's a gun in Destiny. Oh. Oh. Hello and welcome to this episode of For Your Consideration. My name is Guy and today we're going to be looking at how to make journeying interesting. Now, if there is one video or film that we can look for or look to as a source of inspiration of how not to do it, it's something like The Hobbit or The Lord of the Rings. That film is on record, apart from Lawrence of Arabia, as having one of the most amount of sequences of the characters walking and doing precious little else. But so how do we make journeying interesting? Just wait, 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 wait. <laughs> But you can think of Wait, the scene. Guy. Basically, it's the scenes where they're like just walking along. Yeah, like they the take two seconds. Stuff. Uh, they take two so seconds one, each. One, one might almost say that the entire movie is a walk and talk. Yeah, mm. they, they, a lot of things do happen during their travel. You have the comedic moments. You have the, um, the moments of which they're like, okay, so Gimli falls down a hill. Um, because they're tracking uh, the what was it the Orkai. the orcs yeah sorry the orcai um, with uh, Marion Pippin right um, ah. he's talking about the Hobbit not the Lord of the Rings no he said both he said the Hobbit and the Lord yeah, he said oh, the Hobbit okay. and Lord of the Rings yeah I only saw the first movie of the Hobbit because I didn't give a shit um, mm. so I can't really do that for reference but um, their travel through Moria isn't but i think what he's referring to though i don't know if he's referring to those scenes in particular if, i think he's if referring to the scenes if we're where talking... they literally are just walking with musical accompaniment right I think if we're talking about the for. flyover shots of just the montage of them traveling again those take a couple of minutes i don't know if he was saying that they take a long time it's just the most shots of I them guess. doing that okay i think that's what he said I mean, I'll, I'll bring it back. I guess it's just you. His point is you don't want to have that a lot of uh, them. In which case, uh, I would go. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it, it never really bothered me. Yeah. Not to yeah. do it. It's something like The Hobbit or The Lord of the Rings. That film is on record, apart from Lawrence of Arabia, as having one of the most amount of sequences. Yes, the most amount of sequences. Walking and doing precious little else. So then, Ironic, I I actually like Lawrence of Arabia, but <laughs> right, I haven't seen it. But what I would say is, so the amount of times where you're traveling and you don't do anything doesn't necessarily mean that it's not interesting. Yeah, that, because I mean, can, that can still be a vehicle for the progression of the plot. Exactly. Um, yeah, I I don't think. I think he maybe he means if we play through every single time, maybe I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that I think that's what he means because, um, 
otherwise, you know, you just either hand wave some traveling. Because again, he's just talking about a mount. And that's yeah, it's just an amount of right? shots. And so then, like uh, it doesn't really mean much. Well, so but that's how the thing. Else am I supposed to see the beauty of New Zealand? That's also true. By going to New Zealand, you fuck. <laughs> that's also true. That's Middle Earth. It's not <laughs> yeah. New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me get right on that. <laughs> now that um, the pandemic is over. True. Kinda. Yeah. Um, or even though the pandemic isn't over, now that I'm immune. Ah, oh, you can walk oh, through it. Over. Mm. Now that I'm invincible, to yes. Mm. <laughs> um, but I don't know if if again he's he's talking about that there's a great amount in there, and so you don't want to do that. That's yeah, what he's saying. And yeah. what I'm saying, what I'm saying in response is just because there's a lot of travel doesn't mean that's bad. Yeah, no, not at all. So I, like, I like those scenes too. Right, and like even in a in an actual game, if we want to do that, it's just like you don't. I mean. We gotta get there. Uh, what, what am I supposed to do? Just go okay, okay, there, there? Guys, you're walking down along the road, and you walk over a, sl- a small hill, and you, like, look around as you continue walking. Yeah. Okay, day two. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Like, but again, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. So how do we make journeying interesting just having great big helicopter shots sweeping over a bunch of extras wandering around looking like the main characters on top of some mountain in the middle of new zealand is not going to cut it in our games we really don't yeah because it's a different medium so when i look at how to do that there are a few things that i think we can bring together that would (laughs) that's true but also like this is such a weird starting point okay yeah it's not really the best opener no games we really don't care that much so when i look at how to do that there are a few things that i think that we can bring together that will make it much more interesting and those four well there's four things anyway that came to my mind and that's encounters descriptions checks and challenges and then surprise discoveries so i'm going to unpack those four different things for you to help you to narrate your journey sequences that much better now notice the key thing here is to narrate your journey sequences If your characters have to travel over long distances on a campaign from A to B and it isn't part of the story, it isn't part of the adventure that you've planned out, so the adventure is happening in the distant temple of Sesruxus Khan, but in order to get there, the adventurers have to travel through the jungles of Akalokal and the jungles of Akalokal. Uh, in order to get to those jungles, they have to travel from one side of the kingdom to the other. Well, okay, so before you get to what you're saying, I hope you planned it out then. Yeah, I if sure you're, hope you did. If you're making them go through all of these areas, I hope you've already yeah. planned out that you something's... You knew that it was going to happen. Yeah, exactly. You have created this for yourself, so why do you... Why, why would it be boring? In this situation, which you have built for yourself, <laughs> exactly. you're still wrong. Yeah, like, <laughs> you, um, you quite literally did this, so why didn't you make anything so... happen? So <laughs> he said it. God damn it. <laughs> uh, literally. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so I actually have some uh, something kind of relevant to this. Sure. Uh, my world is very big. Uh, Ingridel is one continent out of 
Currently, I don't know how many uh, nice. because I haven't designed them because I feel that. fuck designing I feel that. The, <laughs> the history of one continent is a lot of fucking work. I feel yeah, and yeah. I'm not I'm not up to doing like five right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Just ask God Howard. He'll have something for you. True. Be because like you gotta like take into account cultures and how each culture changes from country to country sure. and yeah. then how a culture can change while within a country so the northwest culture might be different than the southeast culture sure, yeah. and ugh, <laughs> how how cultures mix between countries mm. it's hell mm -hmm. um yep anyway um, I have a plot that I've prepared for uh, my characters, but I told them Session Zero, like, I have a plot prepared for you. It will not take you everywhere on the map, but you are more than free to say, fuck it, I don't care about this plot, sure. and, like, throw it in the trash can and say, I want to march due east. Sure. And I'll go, oh, and I'll prepare it for you. <laughs> it'll be it'll be a lot of traveling. This continent is about three thousand miles long. Nice. Um, but you can absolutely just march northwest. <laughs> like I'll prepare it. It won't be great, but <laughs> I me, but I'll do it. <laughs> Don't tell me. I, I will Don't do make me my know best. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I feel that, you. <sighs> That's see. That's actually the big brain move. Uh, make uh, a very like involved uh, story right. as DM, yeah. and then introduce a DM PC that is trying to um, trying it. to like yeah, trying to break <laughs> the railroad. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta. We should go. We should go to the south. Like guys, I know we gotta go north, but guys, let's just go east. Yeah, I, I mean, here it's wonderful vacationing this time of year. <laughs> it's a beautiful part of the con. If you've never been there, you gotta go there before you yeah, die. You gotta go. Oh my god! god. <laughs> what are you How doing you going up? What are you doing going up north? There's bears there. You may die. <laughs> yeah. Don't you want to see this before you die? Yeah, before you die. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I then mean, like you slowly start to convince one of the players <laughs> and like in character you're like hmm yes yeah, yeah. and then out of character you're like fuck fuck I'm too what persuasive what have I done I've done this to myself no. I'm my own worst enemy <laughs> situation, is this what it's like to be a player <laughs> in the situation which I have built for myself I was in the wrong ah. <laughs> um what am I to do? Only Guy has prepared me for this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Draco Kraken says, I mean, theoretically, you can make a campaign that's nothing but a tr group of traveling mercs, a.k.a. a travel-only game. That is true. Yeah. Absolutely, you could. Um, I don't see, like, again, this is, he's he's gone with the assumption that you have said, oh, I'm going to make the players go here for the adventure, but then you don't assume that the travel there is a part of the adventure. Right? Yeah. Like, which is really strange to me because how the fuck am I supposed to get there if not by travel of some sort? I, I, I can't just go there. Just a force of will. I'm here and now I'm there. That is travel technically, but like, that what what are we talking about here? So please, guy, I'll bring you back, but tell me, tell me your secrets. 
mm. Akawakal, uh, in order to get to those jungles, they Akawakal. have to travel from one side <laughs> of the kingdom to the other. The adventure starts when they arrive at the jungle guy. of Akawakal. Not beforehand. The, the, the okay. journey to there is unimportant. What? But you feel the need to have the characters feel this great sense of distance that they've travelled. So True. they feel really isolated when they arrive at Akawakal and they don't really have immediate backup. I understand that, and that's perfectly acceptable tactic to do to really encourage the PCs to plan for this adventure. They really want to know that they are going far away, and you want them to feel that as well. So that's absolutely fine. The four methods that I'm going to describe are going to help you make that journey easy without having to do the laborious checks every three seconds and turn what should be maybe a ten-minute moment in your role-playing experience and prevent it from becoming an entire session, because it can spiral out of control sure. so okay. easily. This is something that I, as a GM, often encounter um, as I see where the Oh, okay. I was I just you. about to pause it. Uh, but um, a fantastic way to do this, mm -hmm. and I actually learned something from Game of Thrones. Oh, was in like early, early on, like I was season gonna one. Say, yeah, <laughs> not not the, in the later stuff. The, the world felt so big. Yeah, and that's true. Like. Uh, a character can make it from uh, the the fucking the wall to King's Landing and yep. like two or three episodes. Yep. And that's only a couple hours. But um, you make it make time like in world and you give them like a quest that's very time sensitive mm -hmm. and you make it so they can just barely uh make it there if they like rush oh interesting okay um that way like even though it can be role played out in like as early as 10 minutes mm -hmm. uh it still feels like you you've got that weight of that distance between you and your objective okay gotcha. I, I, do, I don't recommend using this tool a lot mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um because it can definitely feel like oh why is the dm just introducing the stress for no reason right yeah. um so like maybe like once or twice if you're like working on establishing your map and then from there on like once sort of this scale is um determined uh a bit better mm -hmm. then you can sort of like lay back on that a bit yeah yeah i would say so hey indigo how's it going um yeah because like if you do it a bunch then it's just like you have the the risk of one like you said them going oh why all the stress but also going well, we're going to make it anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, we're going to make um, it. It'll be at the very last moment, but we'll make it. That's why uh, one of the things I've done is I'm trying to drive home to my players uh, just how big the city that they're currently in is. Right. Uh, it is the capital of a country, and 20,000 people live there. Ooh. Like, it is it is a big city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Does it take hours to get from one place to another? It does, yeah, and that's what I figured. They, infinite they, distance, <laughs> and they may miss out on meals. Yeah, okay, Ooh, that'll work. Because the, wait, yeah. why will they miss out on meals? 
because they're like if they're like hardcore like all right we're gonna go from the adventurers guild to the mages guild uh-huh. and we're just gonna go straight there I'm like, all right, you're going to get there at, like, 8.30 p.m. Like, ah, it, mm-hmm. it may be a little bit Ouch. late for you to uh, just walk into the office of the person you were looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They may, they may be there. They may not. Um, mm. Are you there at 8.30 p.m. at your workplace? God, no. Please, no. Like... You you maybe but you probably got there like late too like True. at noon, uh not like a nine to five and you're just staying till late thirty out of the goodness <laughs> of your heart so that you can talk to some adventurers. I love this company. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, fuck that. Yeah, uh, exactly. You can one hundred percent like just miss the person you were looking for mm-hmm. because you showed up at the wrong time and the the person there like at the desk will go okay well like what's your we name can leave a like, message yeah, right yeah, like, yeah yeah totally i'll try to schedule in like i see you're in like clearly i see by the fact that you're loaded with weapons you must be in some sort of rush so so I will do my best to try to like shove you in. Right. But like um the promises, buddy. Yeah. One of my players uh last session was like uh talking to a person the person's like I can pencil you in as soon as next Thursday. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they were like, "Oh, what day is it today?" I'm like, "It's Tuesday." So you <laughs> 9 days. <laughs> And, and they were like, oh, this person is busy. I'm like, yeah, because he's like a a, pro- a professor in the Mages Guild. It's like a, being a dean of a college. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Let me ask you real quick uh, one question. is: Are these guilds like not next to each other? You'd think that they would kind of be like in a nah. guild district. Nah. No. Oh. Like, <laughs> some are. Um, yeah. But like... Uh, there's like a religion district more or less where yeah, like yeah. they've ah. stuck all the churches um it's just the adventurers guild is kind of far out from the other guilds i see i can imagine the you gotta that go one... on an adventure to get there it's... to prove you're a real adventurer <laughs> yeah it, it's it's located closer to uh the blacksmiths that's what i was ah. gonna say i would imagine that it'd be closer to something that's actually more relevant for it right yes well then yeah. so then does that mean that the fighters guild is near it as well yes okay Mo- like um I mean, it's still in service i don't remember if they fucking abolished that in the newer shit nah. there they're even uh there's people that'll help train you in hand-to-hand combat in the adventurers guild sure, yeah. that nice. also work at the fighters guild oh yeah there you go oh yeah you can be members of two guilds at once forgot about that yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah, uh, skyrim rules baby yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you can be a member I mean, of every you can guild do it in a as well yeah, true. The um, superior game. Just in, in general for uh, Elder Scrolls, let's say. Um, yes. Because you can do it in every single one. Um, but uh, this actually... You, you've made me think that um, there's also the the other part of travel and all that stuff that we should probably talk about a bit is, like, time. Yes. Right? Time management, time... How, how we use time in our games, mm-hmm. right? Because it's it's one of those things where like we've all done it of like hey dm 
what time is it? And then you yep. go, by the uh, position uh, of the sun and the moon, it's, uh, noon? <laughs> it's by the position of the sun and the moon, yeah. uh, rolls, rolls D12. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. I actually, like, kind of can't relate to that. I've never okay. struggled with time myself. Really? Okay. I think it's because whenever, like, I'm in a campaign, mm. I am that player of, like, hey, DM, what time is That's it? That's fair, yeah. So, yeah. so because of that, when it's my world, yeah. like, I know what time it is. Right. I know what fucking time it is. It's my <laughs> fucking world. But, yeah, I also, uh, lately, I haven't had a whole lot of trouble with that because uh, it really depends. It's funny. The time usually in my case depends on what you guys are doing true if you guys are traveling you're most likely like if you are just going on a trip you're most likely leaving like eh, maybe 10 a.m because you want to travel during the daytime right. and then depending on how far you've gone you know you can kind of guesstimate from that or if you're trying yeah. to sneak into a place it's most likely evening or nighttime so yeah, yeah, yeah. i kind of use the situation to help me estimate time there there's also too like if you have a good sense of distance uh like yeah. in your world <laughs> yeah. you know like oh it's roughly like gonna be an hour or two walk gotcha here yeah, and, yeah that's that's yeah. an issue that i have because i i'm bad at distance in real life so i'm bad at distance in game yeah, I am too, actually. Yeah, uh, same. All right. Yay, we're all bad. <laughs> yeah, I have no advice for how to get better at that. Yeah, no, uh, fuck. Y'all are, are on your own for that. <laughs> we're all yeah, on yeah, our yeah. yeah, definitely. But yeah, it's it's time is definitely one of those things that I should try to keep track of better and try to keep track of like how long something would take because it's kind of hard for me to estimate sometimes of like how long certain things would take because we can have a conversation for like 10 minutes and that's yeah. fair enough it took like 10 minutes so you didn't really worry about too much but then when they say like oh i want to do this like uh i want to i want to go around the city and i want to see everything in the city i'm like all right that's going to take you a while uh that's gonna take you like a full day honestly yeah and then when somebody it's else like, wants imagine, to imagine imagine sightseeing in a normal city right yeah it takes time and then, and then when somebody else is like, well, I want to do this, and it's like something that'll happen like in a couple of seconds, or a couple of minutes, basically, to like get to the place, and then we'll have an interaction, then I go, yeah. oh, fuck, what time is it now? Because sometimes yeah. I forget, because we've now done a whole scene, and I'm like, in that moment, and then it's like, oh, right, you're traveling the whole city. Um... <laughs> It's like been an hour. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, you've seen it all, though. No, um, no, God, no. Um, uh, I know one thing that helps me, at least in between sessions. Yeah. Uh, every time um, we have a session of Devils and Dice, yeah. I always add, like, what you guys are doing and what you have just recently done and what I expect to be happening soon ish right. to my notes. So Fair. that way I'm like, okay, so. They did this, they're going here, they mm -hmm. need to talk to this guy, they got this item, they're taking it to whoever, yada, yada, yada. Sure, sure. And also, if it is morning, noon, afternoon, just woke up, whatever. Right, yeah. yeah. And that helps me a lot in between sessions, because I'm like, fuck, dude. <laughs> Sometimes I forget what you guys are doing, let alone what time it fucking is. Yeah, I have this... Oh, go on. I, 
I typically don't bother with like writing notes specifically of uh, what time it is, sure. but like, um, I'll be like, oh yeah, you guys woke up in the morning and then you went here, and then I'll roughly know, and eh, it's about ten a.m. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like that's that's usually what I do because it's just like um, uh, one of those things of just um. I like to keep it all up here like an idiot because mm. for some reason I take notes when I'm a player, but when I'm a DM, I only take notes at like the end of a session. Um, yeah, I do the same. I do the okay, same. Okay, cool. Yeah, because it's, it's, and it's, it's bad for me because I will forget shit. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Dude, dude, I've still not written out my notes of what happened last session. Oh, dude. I, it happened the dice or your campaign? My campaign. Yeah, yeah. It oh, Wednesday, which means it's been six days. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, um, God, I haven't even written a note for my vampire game, like, at all. I really not a should. single note. Not a single note has been written. You're not gonna, that's gonna be, uh, really hard to write your song. That's true. Um, but, you know, like, I at least for that one it's been we've we've kind of been in the same place for the last few sessions because um <laughs> just events that have been happening they, one one of the one of the vampires has a ghoul and he made the ghoul cause a distraction of and he's told him specifically a very big distraction so that all of the police that are in the area so they can go and see the the murder scene right um mm -hmm. so that all the police in the area would be uh would be distracted <laughs> And he made the ghoul fucking blow. Like, I made the ghoul go, okay, I can do that. And he blew up a bunch of cars in a parking lot. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, that'll distract it them. It distracted them. Because he was like, I need you to do this in 10 minutes. I need it to happen. I really need you to get them out of here. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Samuel's real good at doing that, doing stuff for his boss. He really wants to, he's an overachiever. Okay. <laughs> you don't know what yeah. you've asked of him yeah. but okay make, make the mook like um capable as hell but also a dumbass oh absolutely he is yeah absolutely that's his, that is samuel to a t and he's great and everybody everybody loves him which is good <laughs> but uh yeah no he's he did that and that's gonna obviously it's gonna cause more problems but oh, yeah but like Fucking for better. now Hey, no cops. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so time and all that, and let's continue with video. Players are going. They think that there is something of value in this journey because I've set it up that they need to go on this journey. So they start to investigate stuff which has nothing to do with the main plot and I end up getting bogged down with an entire adventure set on the journey to get to the actual adventure. Now, adventure. one does one's best, yeah. and of course you try and make that as entertaining a side adventure as you possibly can, yeah. but you can avoid it. So let's look at it. So the encounter idea. Absolutely, you can have an encounter. Maybe one, maybe two. But I would suggest that you limit your encounters to literally one or two. I wouldn't have more than that. I also wouldn't have them as random. Yes, you might want to use those random encounter tables, and they've existed for 50 years for a reason. We absolutely understand why they're there. Use them if you like, 
But I prefer to control my encounters. Sure. And the encounters basically break down into three different groups. There is adversaries, there's NPCs, and then there's locations. Now, those are the three different types of encounters that I will uh, use for my players' uh, vilification as they are moving through this. this so, something uh, in response to Guy, mm -hmm. he mentioned uh, that encounters can be places. Yeah. Uh, which is... Uh, which is very true and definitely not to be ignored. Mm -hmm. However, uh, one of the things that I did before I even made my world, mm -hmm. uh, I made uh, certain stories mm -hmm. uh, that were uh, tied to these locations that could be encountered while traveling. Yeah. Um, I see where you're going. Like uh, a hill with something special and magical about it or something. Mm -hmm. um, and that is quite literally just saved for the the day I happen to need it. Sure. Um, I've not statted out any of the monsters. I've uh, not done any prep in, like that. Mm. Um, but I know the the general story. Uh, I know what they'll face mm -hmm. uh, if they happen to go there, and. Um, that's something that is waiting for me to spice up a bit of travel, should I need it. Mm -hmm. And I would highly encourage anyone to do the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, the other thing that you, obviously, if you, if you want them to have a, I guess, more memorable journey, um, I would say doing that is a good way to do it, because... They'll get very invested in um, investigating that place if you make it interesting enough, right? Um, going through that story, that's the thing that they'll remember about that journey. Um, and if you don't want them to take, you know, longer on that journey, you don't obviously put that in. You go for just a simple encounter, right? Just mm -hmm. a simple monster encounter. Or, or an NPC that you talk to. Although they could obviously go super in-depth in either of those as well. Depends on how they are. Yeah, um, I know we still, uh, in one campaign, I'm in uh, the one where I'm a paladin. Yeah. We remember this Lionel we encountered who uh, was like, uh, well, you all look particularly tough. Do you, uh, do you want to fight any? And uh. it was quite literally just a guy challenging people to one-on-one uh, -on -one fights. Yeah, yeah, totally. But we still remember his name, and we still wonder where he is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That makes total sense. Um, and the, the DM's like, what, what is wrong with all you people? And we're <laughs> like, but, but no. But, but he was no, cool. He's... Yeah. But where's... <laughs> But where's Larry, though? <laughs> Where'd he go? <laughs> I want to meet him again. <laughs> but yeah, so obviously, just going off of what he's been saying, just trying to make it more interesting, but also maybe not take forever. You might... It depends on how you want that, that travel to go, you know? Mm. Just that location thing is a very good idea, but you, you want to do it when you're like, this is going to be the side thing. And this is probably what they're going to devote a lot of time to. Um, because you probably know how the players are going to act by that point. 
I yeah. I would imagine. Um, but if you don't, and they don't, one would hope. Well, and so even if you you think you do, and they don't act that way, and they just pass it by, then you just go, all right, all right, yeah, it's it is there. Yeah, I guess I'll guess I'll leave it there for a while. Yeah, maybe something will change with it the next time they get there, and then it yeah. won't be exactly and the who same. Who knows? If I really want. It gets slid back in the notes, uh, some addendums get made, yep. yeah. and then you say, okay. Yep. Yeah, and who knows, if you want, if you really, really want to show that to them, or mm -hmm. send them there, you can always have something that leads there, and they're like, absolutely. oh yeah, we saw this before! Yeah, absolutely. And then it'll feel a little bit less like you're, like, just shoving them into a thing that you made. Mm -hmm. You oh. know what I mean? It feels all you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to yeah. make it feel sentence. like a, a railroad. You you want yeah. it to be natural. J just because you didn't see it doesn't mean that the bear's not there. Yep. Mm. Exactly. The 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 old ruin that has a, a wraith that's been haunting it for six hundred years can wait a couple more days. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Be fine. Just that's a couple more people are gonna die there. That's all. <laughs> That's why we're in no particular rush to uh, get to the bathhouses with ghosts. Yeah, there you go. Oh, come <laughs> the on. <laughs> the ghosts are undead creatures. They can wait. They're they not wait. going anywhere. Someone's paying you. Someone wants you I mean, to do it. To be fair, yeah, we were going to go there as quickly as we, we could, and we did. And I then know. We and saw then the you thing. You fucking sent your goddamn. <laughs> My boy Scouts. Whatever his name was. <laughs> uh, um, McCoy. The boy. Whatever. No, no. The boy's the crafter. <laughs> okay. But yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Hooraying to get to their, their point. As far as adversaries concerned, it could be bandits. It could be a random attack. It could be a middle of a battlefield that they have to travel through. As start to hint at sort of adventures and things. So it needs to be localized and it needs to be wrapped up in a very brief space of time. If you have bandits attacking, make sure that the bandit camp is no more than 100 feet away from the road that they were traveling on. So when they invariably go looking for it, they find it straight away and they find that these bandits have only just set up shop. I mean, so I understand what you mean. But yeah, I here... This is what he's doing. He's trying. He is giving you ways to inject. Because I remember that I've seen. I have seen this video. Yeah. Um, he is giving you ways to make the travel interesting without making it so that they go off and dive into rabbit hole after rabbit hole. Right. After right. Rabbit hole. Which, That's which, all. which I understand. What I'm, what I was gonna say is just with something like that, it doesn't matter the distance away from it. Um, as long as it's not like a day away. You're fine, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah. as long as you just go, okay, you're going to follow these tracks and you're going to take a little bit, and then you can get back to the road, that's fine. Like, there's yeah. there's no need for it to be 100 feet, because then it's just like, oh, it's over there! Neat. Yeah, it's literally right over there! <laughs> right? It's like... Unless you want to do that! Neato! <laughs> or, I mean, I guess it could be hidden, whatever, but it's not like being found, but yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, they, they should be a few hundred feet away from the road, at least. Yeah, I was going to say... <laughs> They can set up at the very least like a staging area by yeah. the road. Oh, totally. Yeah. You can have a, a little outpost, absolutely. Like, uh, <laughs> I threw a bandit camp at my players that was um, it was a crashed pirate ship. Ooh. And what, Ooh. Uh, what, what they had done is they had taken spare lumber from the ship uh, that crashed. Hmm. Uh, while they f uh, focused on repairs, they, like, stripped it however much they could. Mm -hmm. um, built, like, very temporary huts. 
mm-hmm. uh, tents and stuff and rolled the cannons onto a hill that was overlooking the road. Okay. And uh, they had, um, up by the road, they had, like, four pirates uh, exact a toll of 100 gold per person. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you paid the toll, it is a lot of money. And... <laughs> It was basically it was basically trivial for my players. Yeah, but, but money, I know, money. I, but I know they're money grubbing little yeah. demigods. <laughs> exactly. And like... I I know there's no way they're gonna pay that. But uh the guy that was extracting the toll had two patches of powder um on his hips that had been colored with prestidigitation. Um, and if you paid the toll, he threw up a bit of, uh, green powder into the air, and if you did, and if you didn't pay the toll, and, like, they were under attack, Mm -hmm. then they threw the red powder up in the air. Makes sense. Neat. Very cool. But yeah, how the fuck do the bandits expect that to, like, continue, you know? There's not many people that have a hundred bucks on them. There isn't. Uh, it was actually uh, putting a dampener on business going both ways. <laughs> I was yeah. actually, oh, I gave them too much credit. I was thinking they sized up whoever was coming by and they asked like the most that they thought they could afford. But no, you, you oh, literally no, just told me, no, no they're stupid. No, okay. No. I love it. <laughs> they had, I was just joking, the, the, but you took it into account. The, the average toll was like 30 to 100 gold which is still like 30 gold it's still a lot but in the the world where like this was it wasn't totally outside the realm of possibility okay gotcha gotcha gotcha. um but they just what you mean the D economy economy is fucked tell me more (laughs) Um, Sorry, anyway. <laughs> they just saw, like, that this wagon was a traveling bar. And they oh, were like, ah. rubs fingers, they probably got some money. I wonder if they have cash. Cashola. Yeah, that's fair. No, cash hasn't been invented yet. Oh, fuck, you're right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sneaky Adolf, and you're listening to Table Talk. If it's strange, just make their lairs nearby, because I guarantee you, the players are going to want to investigate, and they're going to go off, and they're going to go and have a look for that thing. You remember? Potentially. You know, you know what? Mm. You know what? I actually have an example. Oh. Although, uh, is Steely in here? It no, I don't look think like so. He I haven't okay, seen him perfect. for a while, so. Yeah, no, okay. So then I can spoil it. You remember when oh you guys God. were going through the forest? Yeah. And you found the cave, and yeah. you saw that little trail of, like, goblin wagon tracks, and Brogan yeah. made a fucking intelligence check, got a 20, and I was able to just flat out say, don't go that way, there's nothing there. Yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> so, I, I actually do kind of have, uh, I have had to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, well, this is the thing, sometimes that is the case, sometimes that's not the case, right? Yeah. Um, This is definitely a, a case-by-case basis, but a lot of the time... At least for 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 me, it's like unless the monster is gonna run away to its lair, I feel like I won't look for it. You know, I mean, yeah, unless, well, it, unless well, if it's a, like a bandit camp, I guess. Well, that's the tr- that's true. What I'm saying is, if, in this scenario, if we're traveling, it's a random encounter. We we uh, get attacked by bandits. I mean, maybe maybe I'll I'll go out of my way 
to go it depends on the character but maybe i'll go yeah. out of my way to to go and find it i don't know if that's gonna be necessarily true for everything but if it's like i don't know an owl bear and we kill it was you know if it's something super strange like he says and you want the lair to be kind of nearby then i guess let's go for um 100 feet yeah well well so no what i'm saying is whatever strange thing it is if it runs away then maybe but if it doesn't run away and it fights you forever and then you kill it or you kill it while it's running like i don't know about how how much how many people are going to try to find their lair yeah that would be interesting to see maybe um find out as a as a kind of a study in a way of just seeing yeah, how many people would I go after it. I know that I personally, like, if I got attacked in a D&D game, obviously, yep. uh, if, I got, if I got attacked by wolves and we fought them off and they ran away, yep. I don't think I'd chase after them. Yeah, that's that's the thing. There's not really any point, you know? And, like, I guess the, the, the main thing is he's saying is, like, if it's a weird thing, right? If it's something notable, right? So, yeah. Um, Something that's out of out of the ordinary, ordinary, not like a wolf, but some kind of magical creature, I guess. Like so displacer like, beast. Let's go with displacer. Okay, beast. yeah. That's something that's kind of more unnatural to see on the road. Um, yeah. Do I mean? I know I would go. Why the fuck is a displacer beast here? Yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah, I don't know if like... many people are gonna. I don't know how many would do that. That's very interesting. Yeah, that actually is a, a rather interesting conundrum. Yeah. I I run into the issue where like say uh uh the cre- the random encounter runs back to its lair. The that, random encounter runs back to its lair. Nice. That Very good. thank you. I I just needed to hear those words. Okay. <laughs> I they need mean a lot to hear to these too. words. Okay. Um but uh if what runs back to its lair is a uh, a bunch of coyotes or like sure. a bunch of wolves or mm-hmm. a, a cave bear i'm probably gonna go all right well we survived let's not go sticking our noses into trouble yeah and yeah. get out of here if what runs into its cave is bandits right i'm more likely to I, I'm more likely to go there because yeah. they're Bandits more likely loot. to, yeah, they're more likely to have money, mm-hmm. and I can spend that money for goods and services. Very mm. true. Very true. Yeah, that's it. It really depends because even with something that's very strange, like we like what I said with the displacer beast, I'm far less likely to try to find it to lair because it's like yeah, because now I it's like know. oh shit, that's a fucking displacer beast. I don't really yeah. want to go fight that on its home turf. Yeah, exactly. That that as well. It's just like, oh, okay. I guess unless somebody super wants a displacer beast cloak, like, yeah. which is really mm. good, but like, I don't, know, I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you can sell a bear head just yeah, as true. easily as you can sell the fifteen short swords that the bandits mm. have. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, like, sure, you you can sell it, but like. Can you maybe get it to a taxidermist before the meat of the head spoils? Yeah. Maybe I just want to get the bear meat and cook the bear meat and sell the bear meat to somebody. That'd be cool. Uh, have you ever eaten bear meat? No, but I want to. Do not recommend. Okay. 
but I'll it still is, do it because I need to be closer to my boys. It is fatty <laughs> and gristly and Ooh. not good. I like gristle. I mean, well, then that just means you've never had it cooked well. Uh, I've never actually had it at all. And oh, okay. I, I saw it eaten on a cooking channel. Oh. By pussies. <laughs> yes, clearly it's their fault. <laughs> well, somebody doesn't know how to cook fucking fatty meat. As I was led to believe, it is not exactly fit for human consumption. Ah, so this is all hearsay. Got it. But but yes, I am positive that you know how how to cook better than they do. Uh, Yeah. Well, if they fucking can't cook a bear. Yeah. If ever I eat bear, I will make sure to stop by your house. Okay, cool. Sick. And I'll you cook can, up a fucking bear. Eat me. You, the can, bear. Pr- you can prove it to me yourself. <laughs> okay, get some bear meat, and I'll fucking cook you bear meat. Well, there we go. You heard it here first. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So, guys, uh, guys, I'm, I'm gonna find out Boo's address and just send him <laughs> bear meat. Okay. And you know what, guys? Oh shit. Oh. Donate to our Patreon oh, so God I can buy it. bear meat <laughs> no. and cook not, it. That's not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> We're not using honestly, I bet Amazon carries bears. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me, honestly. They carry everything. They carry everything. Yeah. The channel I found it on, uh, the person had bought it online. Oh, oh well, God. there you go. They did. Table talk cooking edition. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. make a bunch of uh, hero D- beast. I mean, D&D. didn't they? They did make a fucking D and D themed uh, cook cookbook, like for real. Oh, they probably did. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. No, no, me. they did. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the thing. Every every universe has a themed cookbook, except for yeah, like. Yeah, I know 40K. they have a Fallout one too. Neat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. They have uh, a D and D cookbook, a Martha Stewart cookbook. Yep. The you know, the Martha Stewart universe. Every, every themed <laughs> universe has a cookbook. God damn! You heard me. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, honestly, I would totally get that D and D cookbook and like see what it's yeah. It's not, I mean, like they're about. they're a novelty, but they're also like they have like actual food, right? Yeah, it's um, it's real recipes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course. Anyway, sorry. I didn't mean oh my god, right. start a cooking channel and call the call the kitchen table. No. <laughs> wait, wait, the what? Oh, just, the kitchen table. Yeah, I just call it the kitchen table. The cooking oh, channel. Oh god. No, no. If we ever did anything like that, yeah. it would go on the main channel. It would just be. Called something stupid. I don't know. Yeah, something yeah. with two D's. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, something with two K's. Two K's, like... exactly. Oh, well, real, I mean, alliteration. It has to be D and D. Kitchen clutz. Kitchen klutzes, hey. uh, dis- uh. Uh, di- Dicing and disasters. There you go. <laughs> Uh, look right. forward to that next week. No. Yeah. No. 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 God. D and D. D and D nachos, man. Fucking hell yeah. <laughs> Oh, that would be, yeah, that would be pretty good. Anyway. players are going to want to investigate, and they're going to go off, and they're so going Hagen to go and have a look tacos. at that thing. And it will suddenly turn out into <laughs> an emergent adventure, which I talk all about in another video. Side effect, they make you insane. So watch. <laughs> I can't hear what he's saying. Sorry. want to investigate, and they're going to go off, and they're going to go and have a look for that thing. And it will suddenly turn out into an emergent adventure, which I talk all about in, in, in another video. 
So watch out for having encounters that lead to more and that leads to more. They can spiral out of control. If you just throw in a random NPC, that's a piece of conversation, and you can use that to give them information. Yeah. They might say that they're off to Akawakal Forest, and uh, the NPC says, Oh, Akawakal, yeah, I've got a cousin who lives out there. He lives in one of those walking huts. Very interesting uh, idea about trying to prevent themselves from being eaten by the cannibals. If their village moves around all the time, then um, well, the cannibals can't find them, can they? Oh, cannibals. Now, that might have been an interesting piece of flavoring. I thought he cannonballs. <laughs> cannonballs I mean, just eating people. I, I, I was... <laughs> Like, instantly my face screwed up, and I was like, I don't think that's what cannonballs do. <laughs> Unless they're cannonball mimics. You mm. fire a cannonball mimic into a town. That would be pretty good, yeah. <laughs> Shit. But you've just made a fly that the villagers of Akawakal Forest or jungle have mobile houses and homes and things to avoid the cannibals that live in Akawakal. Yeah, it gives them information. What you have cool. done, however, is you've now created for yourself a gigantic problem. The players are going to stop and go, but we don't know where the village is that we're supposed to meet our point of contact or however you're starting off your adventure in the Akawakal jungles. So you started to give them pause for thought. Now again, that simply delayed their journey towards Akawakal. You want them to get there quickly. No, the, so if the MP they, they can walk and talk, dude. It's, yeah, they yeah. can walk and talk and think. Yeah. I don't know like, about you, but multitasking isn't too hard when it's walking all, and thinking. All you've done is helped set up the scene for yourself. Yeah. Like, sure. I don't, under, I don't see the problem. It also I, allows... I, sorry, go on. I actually don't see a problem. Right. It it also allows them to make a plan for when they get to Akawakal. Um, yeah. So I want like, to visit the the walking house. Yeah, and then they're like, "Oh, how do we find it? Oh, I don't know. Maybe somebody can track. Oh, who's good at tracking?" And then they find the the spots that are like they look like uh, just. Pole. They look like house footprints. Well, what I'm yeah, like like large pole-sized holes that were in the ground, yeah. and like they're going in that direction. Ah, we find it, you know. It yeah. looks like a giant chicken walked in this area. Or that, yeah, you can make yeah. it a Baba Yaga. Absolutely. Um, like wh whatever you got to do, you know, they'll figure it out, or they won't. And then you could try to sprinkle something else in, of like you hear rustling that way. Um, <laughs> you fall. hear the sound of doors closing. Right, yeah, you hear you yeah. hear joyful music or something. I don't know, I, but it's like on the move, and like then they go off that way. If you really need them yeah. to get there, you can do it. And the only problem you've made for yourself is one that you can solve very easily. Yeah, it just <laughs> seems like I don't know who. I mean, I, I understand, because, you know, mm -hmm. you want to have them have a journey, but you don't want them to stray that far off sure. the path to the point where the journey becomes a, you know... It could take multiple sessions, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you're gonna have a journey, why not just prep for either? Sure. Because I don't, like, if I'm, if I'm going on a journey, even if I am going to somewhere very specific, unless mm -hmm. there is a hard deadline... I want to take. I want to see other stuff. Yeah, if there, if we haven't set a hard deadline, then I don't see why we need to rush. Yeah. You know? Or why we need to stay on the path forever that goes straight to the place we got to go. Yeah. You know? No, that's not. That's not fun. 
I mean, it can it can Not be and it can't anyway. be, right? Like it's it depends. It's just like I don't know, man. Like unless uh, unless something shows up, there's nothing really for me to worry about on the path. So I just assume I'm going there. And if something shows up, then I'll be interested in it. I guess. Yeah. You and know? then we have the the final and easiest method of like you know dealing with this. Hmm. You tell your players, hey. The story is going to begin with a journey to this place because you're not there at the moment. And I will give you details. Don't stray from the past too much because I don't have much planned. Sure. Boom. A little bit of honesty goes a long way. Yeah. Might not be what they want to hear, but they can at least respect the your ability to just tell them flat out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He says, oh yeah, I've got a cousin who lives in Akawaku. He lives in one of those walking villages. You know, it thwarts the cannibals, because they're not very smart, so they can't find the villagers. But you can see them a mile away. Just climb up a tree and look for the flags that stick out of the canopy. Mm, leads you straight to them. You can use the trees, as a matter of fact, just to avoid the entire jungle floor. Well, now there's a piece of useful information. It might feel like you're spoon-feeding them information if you do that. So you need to be subtle about it. You need to be careful about it. If it's a trader, maybe it's the trader who's come from that direction. If it's a random farmhand... Don't just have a random farmhand talk to the party and not give them anything of value. Why would they talk to them? If it's a friendly wave, yeah, that's absolutely not? fine. But unless there's value in that conversation, unless you're seeding something for a future adventure, don't be tempted to overplay the journey. It's not that important. Now, the locations are fairly interesting that you can throw at people as an encounter. So they can come across a bridge that's being built. They can come across a village that's been burned down. Again, you have to be careful to make sure that you're not giving them any hints or clues as to a potential adventure in the area. You want them to move through. So giving them a location that they suddenly come across, a monolith out in the middle of the field, it might be completely, completely innocuous. It might just be as a bit of flavoring. Sure. Absolutely fine. You're seeding that for the future, so you're letting them know that, yes, en route between the capital and Akawakal Forest, there is this strange monolith that was covered completely in black obsidian, but had no detailing on it whatsoever. Detect magic, or whatever system you're using, didn't detect anything, and so the players' characters had to give up and move on. However, six inches later... Or... or... <laughs> They yeah. start to fuck with the obelisk, and then they're like, mm, maybe we could break it. And yeah, because it's like, oh, it detected that there's no magic, so... And then, and then you have the Puffin Forest story that there's an Elfishnay that gets summoned, and they all die. <laughs> yeah. Because that was a part of the fucking book. <laughs> yep. Uh, Wasn't that the Sirac? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> So, I, I guess, yeah, you should, honestly, if he doesn't say it, you should plan for if you make something on the on the way, that if somebody, like, plan that they will be interested so that you can be surprised that they're not. Yeah. I think that's the best way to do it, because otherwise, then, you, you know, you'll just say, oh, there's just a monolith over there, and then you'll get caught off guard when they go. Well, I want to do. It a, up. Yeah, I just want to do a bunch of shit to it. I want to see what the fuck it's about. Maybe uh, can I roll a history on it? Do I know anything about? You know, like yeah. So so yeah. Plan plan on somebody being interested and just be surprised when they're not. That would be my the, advice. 
the thing is with D and D and campaigns and worlds as a whole, no matter mm. well, okay, not just D and D. This is no matter what. Yeah. Any if you're system. playing a tabletop role playing game, if you point something out that is clearly something that you have like written, it's not like when I fucking roll a D one hundred and I'm like, oh, right, you yeah, see yeah. a thing, yeah, you yeah. know. When it's obviously not something that complete came completely out of nowhere, you are highlighting something in the world. That means that it's important. You don't put most of the time, like when you think of it like a book or a movie or something, you only have so much runtime or so many pages that you can put shit into. So if you choose to put anything in this movie or this book, most of the time it's worth paying attention to because all oh, they only have so much space and they put it in. It must mean something. Sure. Now, again, obviously that's not every time, mm -hmm. but the majority of the time, that's the way it is. Yeah. I, and I, so I... that kind of carries over into D&D where you're walking around, you see a big fucking obelisk. It's like, oh, even though we can't do anything with this now, this thing's going to be important because he's pointed it out. Yeah. And it's a fucking obelisk. Or it could be a red herring. Oh. Exactly. Right. It depends. But that will still take investigation to find absolutely. out, though. Oh, absolutely. So, it, it's kind of impossible to avoid that. Mm -hmm. That obelisk now come alive. What you did was you seeded the obelisk in that first adventure. You didn't let it get in the way because you gave absolutely nothing away. And... The players now know about the obelisk. So when you say that the obelisk comes alive, they feel as if they've been involved in the story sure. for a much longer time yeah, that makes than sense. they actually have. Something to bear in mind, though, if you are going to deny the characters the ability to advance the potential plot that may have come out of a location or an NPC or a villain encounter... I like what Draco Kraken says. The whole fear of giving the players a potential adventure is kind of silly. If they're more interested in the side quest, let them do the side quest. D&D should be freedom. Which well, I, I think D D should be D D, but uh, <laughs> but no, um, I I agree yeah. because like obviously again, like we said, unless there's a time limit for this certain thing, and so they know they need to do this, like they need to get there, and then when they you know go past all this shit and they just pass it by, you know it's because of the time limit, right? Like yeah. you've made it important to that extent, so they're gonna go and do it. But if you just have them, like we said, just laxadaisically, they're going to their next waypoint, basically, um, and there's something along the road, and they get interested in it. I don't. There's nothing wrong with just having them have a time, have a, yeah, have a like, little time with it. Yeah, I, I don't really. Yeah, I think. Um. um well, no, I lost it. Cool. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> you need to make sure that you tell your players that you search around the obelisk but you realize that whoever was here was just too good at hiding their tracks you don't think you're going to make any headway by continuing to investigate this object that sentence well, that sounds that's, like spoon feeding yeah that's way too spoon i would say to the best of your ability you don't find anything <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, my, if my players want to waste their time all that does is make me relatively more prepared. Right, exactly. Because I have, I have stuff prepared for the next, like, 10 hours of gameplay. And if, like, the, that 10 hours of gameplay takes 20 hours to complete, mm -hmm. oh well.
Yeah. That's more, that's just more cogitating time. Right. Right. Like, there's so much power in just saying, like, to, to the best of your ability, this is all you find. Right? Because, yeah. again, they make a roll. Whatever they do, they make an investigation roll, and it's just, you, they get, like, a 13. That's, like, mid-road. And so you go, yeah. you give them some information, and then you go, and that's all you can really remember. Somebody else does something, um, maybe does another investigation, but then you just go, and to the best of your ability, that's all that you, you can recall or anything. Like, obviously, yeah. you don't want to have them just compounding of, like, everybody's going to use an investigation, you know? Obviously, if you want to call for it then everybody can do it right but if you just have somebody go hi can i do an investigation role and then you go yeah you can and then you get like maybe one other person can do it right yeah um but you don't want to obviously get get them to be like oh i'm also gonna and it's just like why yeah because because... honestly then you're just gaming the system right exactly trying to roll more dice exactly they're just trying to get higher and higher and it's like well okay you can do it but i'm not gonna I'm not going to give you any more information because you're just doing it because they're doing it. Yeah. Right? Like, and maybe instead of that, you go, well, you can aid them so they can get, like, advantage or plus two or whatever system you're using. Or, you know, you're, you you can do something else with your time. You know, they're doing that. Mm. (laughs) They're kind of in the way. They're yeah. they're searching the entire obelisk. Let's use, um, and they're in the way, so you can't really see anything from where you are. You don't think investigating is going to be any more useful with another set of another body nice. trying to crash in, right? Yeah. <laughs> Get to I these think, things. I I think in situations like that, like a hard limit of two rolls mm-hmm. between two different people mm-hmm. is fine because yeah. like someone's doing it they they are interested then they fail then someone else is like okay i'll try to and they're like okay but the, uh you're only gonna get uh this one more role think of it kind of like pushing the role in call of cthulhu yeah, yeah, yeah. no uh absolutely you know, no negative cons- uh, consequences but you want to you want to throw a wall in front of everybody just rolling dice unless it's something that needs to be discovered then you can be like everybody do this that way right. anybody can see it yeah, yeah. And, and like that's why i've had certain uh i've i call for perception checks yeah for exactly. like yeah. for everyone in the party because yeah. like i want it to be noticed yeah and like and the dc isn't incredibly high right but it's for some reason there's um there exists a story reason why i'm not just giving it away for free exactly yeah um and all of the characters are there, so it makes sense that yeah. if they are perceptive, they may notice it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do tend to avoid that simply because I don't want players like dogpiling a yeah, role. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I make sure that the stuff where I make call for a perception check out of everybody, like this. The stuff isn't generally too important, right? Yeah, it's ju- sure. it's just a cool bit of flavor. Yeah, and then um, it's those those times where you get the people that ask for a role, you give it to them. Maybe you give one other person it, and then you give you know the the third person who asks. You just go no. <laughs> yeah, after having seen after having seen no. the first two people who are pretty good at it fail, you don't really 
think you're going to be able to find anything that they missed. Right. Yeah. You know? So, let's not spoon feed. Let's just say, hey, you got you did what you could. Don't spoon feed. Hand them the spoon. But yeah. you only have two spoons to hand out. Right, exactly. This will save your players a huge amount of frustration. There is nothing worse than being a player and being told there's an obelisk. Aha, the GM's plot hook. Aha, I will go and investigate this obelisk. And as a player, you throw all your skills, all your abilities. You think outside the box. You think inside the box. You turn the box upside down. You become a Schrodinger's cat inside the box. You do everything that you possibly can... And yet, the GM just says, you don't find anything, you don't find anything, you don't find anything, you don't find anything. That's an incredibly frustrating experience for the player. Headed off at the very beginning, after the first check that the player has made to determine the origin of the obelisk, and by saying, you simply think you cannot find any more because the person who was here was much more skilled at hiding their tracks than you think you uh, currently can detect. Oh, all right, the gym has, has given us this weird little location, weird, but we're going to carry on going. And that's all that becomes as a footnote in their memory. So make sure that you let your players know beforehand, if you're creating something that they can't really interact with, that they can't really interact with it, because the character who was there before is better and more powerful than they are. <laughs> if we then look at description. So they're, they're better than you. They're no. better than you are. <laughs> My that's DMPCs funny. are better than you are. It's, it's yeah. Just, that's funny. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a funny line. Your journey is about a description. And when I think of the journeys that I've personally been on, I've been privileged enough to, to live in a country where the geography is remarkably diverse. We've got deserts. We've got sort of mountains. We've got forests. We've got sea coastlines. We've got open savanna. We've got wildlife. South Africa Wait, has got some wonderful, wonderful geography. And I have had the privilege. From the UK? No, no. He's, he's from a, South Africa. He's South African. Yep. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. ...walked through most of it. As a result, when I look back at the things that stick out in my memory as to, to the things that made that journey interesting, it wasn't the fact that I um, frequently was unhappy about having to walk great distances or carry my own weight or half my weight on my back in terms of camping equipment and that sort of thing. It was the fact that there were experiences. When I was on top of our tallest sort of mountainous area watching thunderclouds roll in, I remember not remembering that, uh, or not thinking, to figure out how to set the tent up first before going on the hike. So uh, the friend who was with me at the time, he didn't know how to set the tent up either. He'd bought the thing, but he thought I did. Of course, I didn't. So as the thunderstorm smacked us on top of this mountain top. It was a terrific tempest of fury and wind and rain. We had to crawl inside the tent and use it sort of like a bag because the um, tent posts and poles and things just didn't want to stay up for whatever reason. That night was a terrifically terrible night. Everything got wet. Everything got wet because the bag basically acted like a bag and contained a lot of water in it and us by the morning. But that sunrise which we were waiting for before we could start climbing down the mountain to go and get into our vehicles and drive to the nearest warm space. That mountain in the morning, when that sunlight, because we were waiting for it, we were waiting for it, when it started to peak over those mountains and there's that funny hazy purple light where you can sort of see things, but it's just not comfortable enough to start moving around. And the calmness and the stillness Mm. of that. 
and that scent of everything being freshly cleaned because of this rain that has scourged the top of the mountain. That is what, what reminds me of that adventure. The way that the tent was being picked up by the wind and rocked about and we had to hold it down. It wasn't difficult with me inside the tent. It would have to be a significant amount of wind to make it move too far. But <laughs> the wind was picking up the tent, which would open up the flap and cause the rain to gush in. And oh, it, was a, it was absolutely horrendous. But that's what I'm talking about, is the senses were engaged. When I think about walks that I used to take along the river, again, it's the smell of that fresh-cut grass. It's the feeling of, of nervousness as you're pushing through the bulrushes because those blades on those uh, bulrushes, the, the leaves themselves, are very, very sharp, and you can cut yourself so easily uh, yeah. on them. And that cold, cool water and the slimy rocks underneath it. So if you're going to be doing descriptions about journeys, I suggest you take a few so that you can get these memories. I mean, we've all gone sure. on journeys, even okay. when you walk to the shop. Yeah. What's the yeah. experience like, that goes like through that. your mind? Like the other day, now that I'm in Japan, there's very little oh. greenery in the greater no, Tokyo area, Japan. apart from neat little Oh, no, I didn't say he was uh, in South Africa. <laughs> I there, but... he was South African. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shut up. I was hoping <laughs> you wouldn't notice the technicality. <laughs> But no, I, 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 I'm very much for this point. Um, yeah. I, I pay attention to your own journeys, I suppose. Yeah. Even Go if it's to a South mundane... Africa and <laughs> climb a mountain and right. sleep in a bag. Yeah, a sleep in a bag in a thunderstorm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but no, even yeah. if, like you say, like a mundane walk to the store, like there's yeah. a bunch of stuff that fucking happens. You can notice with all your senses. Like, Aiden, you always say that you try to go for all the senses when you describe things yes yeah. yes i will describe the 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 smell of the damp wood mm -hmm. in the old inn that they're staying at that doesn't charge a lot of money mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i pass under an underpass there's a massive train system and the under under carriage of that there was a thistle bush that has been growing uh, since the beginning of of uh, spring, I suppose, and it had those beautiful purple flowers on it, and now those flowers have turned into those wonderful little uh, floating seed pods which drift around on the air current so easily and so, so, so lightly and almost dance around, if you like. And the other day I was walking back from them, hot as Hades out here, and these things are just quietly drifting, dancing around, uh, looking for all the world like a bunch of fairies in mating season. It was really, really quite spectacular. So when you're doing descriptions, engage your five senses. Think about how you can apply them and give your characters, give your players a description. Again, though, do not give them 20 descriptions. That's not mm. what makes the journey exciting. You remember one or two things that are key. The rest you don't need to worry about. So if they're moving over vast amounts of different so that's why one of the things that uh, um, that can be so beneficial uh, as a DM mm -hmm. is if you know good words for certain situations. Yeah, true. Like when he describes the flowers dancing as if it's a bunch of fairies in mating season or something. Very good sign. Um, but uh, one of the things to keep in mind is D&D &D is not... Uh, uh, a challenge for you to sort of pull out your dick and measure how <laughs> verbose you are. 
like it can certainly be advantageous to know a good word for a good situation mm-hmm. but much like guy says you do not need to stack up 20 of them no exactly like, your 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 players are more or less intelligent uh despite uh, <laughs> despite how they act in puzzles would lead you to believe uh, your players are more or less intelligent and can get uh, the scene you're trying to set. True. Yeah. Types of geography. Try and engage the senses for each of those different types of geography. So if they're moving through mountains, perhaps you can talk about the coldness of the air in the mountains. If they're moving through uh, river areas, talk about the mosquitoes that sting and that bite so that you're engaging touch. If they're moving through forests, talk about the sounds that you hear, the softness of your boots as they crunch over leaf litter that's decades old, and that that incredible sense of living that seems to be going on, but you can't see any of it. So engage the senses if you're going to be doing descriptions and draw on your own journeys. That's the important thing. Now, checks and challenges. It depends on what sort of system you're using, but most systems have got some kind of survival or nature or tracking or guide uh, skill or natural knowledge nature or something along those lines, which allows people to make checks of their surroundings. Again, I wouldn't bombard them with hundreds and hundreds of checks. Checks really take you out of the narrative sort of experience, but they can build tension for the players, which is of benefit. So have them make some checks, but the checks don't really need to succeed or fail. Those checks are merely to simulate the environment. So a a jumping check or an agility check as they have to cross some rivers and streams and the laughter when the dwarf doesn't make it and so his boots are wet. That's the total ramification of it, to create these little moments of memory on the journey. And then that's it. Don't don't make it a huge amount of checking. Um, the forest, Axacotl or whatever the, 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 the place is called, uh, the forest is going to have all kinds of dangers and checks and things. And that's your next journey that you're going on. So you don't want to overshadow that by the significant journey that they're going on. Sure. And then finally, surprise discoveries. Now, surprise discoveries are things that your players come across that are just moments. Now they are really a kind of a combination of all of the other elements that we've spoken about so far, but they are things like a spectacular sunset over the glass plains, which is grass that the seed pods become translucent in a certain temperature, and as the sun is setting, those seed pods on top of the grasses, because they're all translucent, they create this mirror-like effect. Mm. And it looks like a sea of glass and it's just beautiful for a moment and the elk that are feeding on the grass look as if they're actually swimming across this pristine lake but in this bizarre hybridized Rorschach test of some kind as they mirrored moments you could also have them come across a secret door that you know I would love to have a guy describe a bunch of shit to me for a game he seems very, very good I was at just, it. I was just thinking that he's very yeah. verbose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would love it. Um, <laughs> it'd be really fun. I know we haven't said too much of it because he's he's not saying anything. He's, like we're agreeing, right? Like there's yeah. nothing to criticize at the moment. This is just, yeah, it's just good shit. Yeah, it's just good I, at the end here. I would 
also totally listen to an audiobook of guys. Yeah, that's also true. I would, because he would do voices and shit for characters and like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, yeah. We, oh man, I wonder if he's done an audiobook actually. That'd I think he might have actually. Oh, I might have to well, look it up. Well. Okay. Because like Ooh. this is this has been very soothing, honestly. Like ah. so, f all this because again he's describing all this shit. And I'm just like, yeah, I can see it. It's really yeah. nice. <laughs> Sealed completely. It's in a wall that's crumbled. The other side of the wall, the door isn't there, so the door clearly goes somewhere, but it's magically sealed, or there's a curse written above the door frame. Uh, it could be that they come across a fantastical creature, something that's not aggressive, it's not an NPC, it's mm. not really a monster, it's not going to attack them, but it's a unicorn in a forest glade. It's a silver fish that is swimming, but swimming about four inches above the water of the oh. river. And when it sees the characters, it suddenly drops into the water mm. and disappears off under the rocks. It's a magical moment, to, again, just to punctuate the journey so that when the players sit back, they go, oh, you know, um, that adventure in the jungles was terrifying. But do you, do you remember that journey that we took to get there where we saw the three-headed whatever or where the sunset was absolutely golden or... Mm. That's what you're looking to do when you're when you're doing a journey montage is to create a moment that the players can latch onto and really really relish as far as that. And you then they do not complain. want your players to go, oh my god! <laughs> and then we spent three sessions walking. I have spoken about this before, I know, but it is a bugbear of mine. Don't just have them walk inch by inch, <laughs> grid block by grid block on your map. Oh, Get them to crazy. where they need to be. Yeah. Punctuate it with some amazing moments. And you will be surprised at how eager your players are to go on more journeys. Until next time, I hope this video has been useful. If it has been, hit that like button. If you want to see more on this video. kind yeah, of discussion-y yeah. sort of thing, hit the subscribe button. Next week, we're yeah, looking... a couple of small gripes, yeah, but, but no big deal. This was only yeah. from two years ago, so obviously we're, we're this was him uh no longer cutting hands off or you know having semen on the, in a cup um <laughs> i forgot about that oh one, i never will one no. would almost call that a uh, guy in his prime mm. <laughs> it's true um but yeah that's that's that how am i supposed to watch guys videos if he doesn't mention hands and semen <laughs> Yeah, right. I know it's crazy. It's What's just like point? it's What's missing something. Yeah. It's, it's like just... watching a Garibay video where he's actually intelligent. Oh. <laughs> it's just not the same. It's just not yeah. the same. It's it's like from a parallel universe. It is. <laughs> yeah. It's unnerving. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's gonna be the only video we watch tonight, I think. Um. Yeah, I think so. Okay. That that was that's that fair. was a two-hour video, but. We're not yeah. done yet. We'll just hang out for a bit. We can talk to chat. If you got any questions oh, yeah. about traveling or anything, really, we'll be happy to How answer them. How many people them. are in chat at the moment? Because uh, I know you can. There's like six viewers at the moment, I think. Oh, Hi, Tyler. Hi, Chris. I know you're in here, you fuckers. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but before, of course, think of your think of your questions if you got any. But um. Before, of course, we do that, then I will do the uh, shoutouts and the shill talk, as mm. is tradition, at the uh, the midpoint, or really whenever we really feel like it. Um, yeah. But, 
listen to the end of the podcast for a spoiler for the campaign. Oh, maybe, maybe, oh, maybe, maybe. Ooh. who knows? Yeah, Interesting. Who knows? You might be surprised. You might be donate surprised. to the donate to the podcast for a really good spoiler. Yeah, <laughs> donate to the, to the podcast for uh, spoilers. God damn it. Okay, so. Um, we're brought to you, well, of course. Find out the AC of the bugbear I'm planning to, uh, to throw at you guys. <laughs> we're, we're brought to you, of course, by our <laughs> lovely patrons. Um, thank you so much. If you want to contribute, uh, you don't have to, but if you want to, um, Table Talk is, is on Patreon at, uh, patreon.com slash dnd. Um, and, uh, yeah, so... Uh, we've got Draco Kraken, been in the chat, hanging out with us. Thank you so much for that tier three. Um, Mog Zero as well, uh, tier three. Thank you so much. Slazer, also uh, been in the chat, um, tier three. Thank you, thank you. Steely, haven't seen him today, but he's still at tier three, flipping them golden tables. Thank you so much. I hope he is well. I do too. I hope I'm you're sure all well. Because I know sure. that uh, he was commenting and he was talking to the Discord. Earlier, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Seemed fine. Yeah, he's, oh, okay. doing, he's doing his thing. Um, then we've got Drake Cross at Tier 2, holding that silver table line. Thank you so much. Uh, then we've got Chris at do Tier 1. Do not let that line fall, no matter what you do. Of course. Mm. Uh, Chris... bayonets. <laughs> uh, we've got Chris at Tier 1. Thank you very much. Frozen yeah. Spaghetti as well at Tier 1. Kill Chrono at Tier 1. Thank you, thank you. And finally... Getting oh. ready to affix bayonets to charge the enemy position. Yes. No, we will not stop the mortar fire. Why would we do that? No, God yeah, no. no. That's that's fucking that'd stupid. Be, that'd be stupid, right? That's if we stop the see. Yeah, if we stop the mortar <laughs> fire, they're just gonna fucking shoot you as you're charging. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, of course, polyhedral, our newest uh, at tier one. Thank you very yes. much. Um, Hello. And uh hope you're enjoying. Um and then of course uh you can go on T Public, get our logo on a shirt or whatever else they sell. I'm looking into trying to find out how we can get custom dice bags um Ooh. at some point with our logo on it. That would be pretty pretty sick. Um I should think. we should we get uh, a dice bag with our logo or should we get dice bags that have our future good art? Because then you could have like an Alejo dice bag, an Aiden dice bag, true, or true. a Boo dice bag. Ooh. Could do both. I, Absolutely. I I want to say our logo off the top of my hat, but like I can't say no to the popularity contest. That is <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, true. All, yeah, true. So like, not not like one of us three, or maybe we could vote. No, you can no, have people no, vote. no, no. Do one of us three, and then offer all three, and then. We'll never <laughs> officially say it was a popularity contest, but we'll know. <laughs> but, but yeah, we'll, we'll, know. we'll know. No, yeah. um, yeah, maybe in the future, absolutely. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll see how it goes. But for now, I'm just trying to find a place to to sell dice bags through. Fear um, of the commissar. <laughs> yeah, I think you mean respect of the commissar. You big son of a bitch. Until the other Yes. Um, actually, that is something to, to talk about as well. Since we're, we're at the point of just hanging out, chilling with you guys, um, again, if you got questions, let us know. Um, yep. But I was wondering if, um, 
maybe next week we could do um a warhammer uh podcast actually um Ooh. a warhammer podcast where we talk about warhammer or yeah yeah where, where we, we play warhammer what, what? <laughs> we could do oh, both. No, i was just... um uh-huh. but uh i'm thinking like maybe um we could find uh our favorite bits of lore and like talk about them um and maybe anything belisarius call or caiaphas kane okay well you'll be in charge of your bit honestly (laughs) or tusca uh tusca daemon slayer okay oh yeah he's great oh is it daemon slayer or demon slayer it it is spelt day uh d-a okay yeah yeah it's spelled daemon Uh, whether or not orcs actually pronounce it daemon is questionable yeah, I doubt it. They probably knows? say demon. Yeah. Yeah. I can. I have such trouble with mm-hmm. Warhammer lore because the Tyranids always fucking lose. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> and I'm well, like, damn it. They never uh, win. <laughs> well, because <laughs> they always attack fucking space marines. I was going to say, if they, if they won, we would die. <laughs> I know, but like, every fucking dead. time. I mean, at, at even all the the battles are still really cool. Like how much they have to sacrifice in order to actually beat them back and shit. Like, yeah, it's still a losing battle every oh, yeah. time because the even thing- if we win, it's a pyrrhic yeah. victory. You know, there was yeah. there was somebody who uh, I watch a lot of Luton O six or Luton right. O nine. I think O nine. I think yeah. O nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he did a lot of. He's done videos on like basically every single faction. In- sure. Uh, 40k and a lot of the ones that he's talked about with the tyranids mm-hmm. uh were really really good because you know it's basically just the lore of the tyranid wars yeah, yeah, yeah. or tyrannic wars and people were uh someone posted a comment that it would be fucking cool as hell to see like a tv show or an animated series mm-hmm. where it starts off on this hive world okay and and it, like a you know a human hive world yeah, yeah. um because it sounds like Tyranid. It's um, the only high world, yeah. Yeah. Um, they starts off on this hive world, in a, or in a hive city, I should say. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're just doing their shit. You meet all these different characters and stuff, you know. And um, you go, like, a couple episodes in, you know, dealing with, like, the politics and all the kind of underground and nasty shit that happens, yeah, yeah. like, in the underhive and shit. Like the and then it ends stuff. on episode two ends on seeing a gene stealer in there yeah and then like Have gene shit stealer starts cult. going down like Dude. the gene stealer cult starts growing in power and stuff like that and then eventually yeah. like maybe episode f- you know six or seven right you see the fucking tyranids coming down yeah and it's yeah focused on these characters but they're fucked oh yeah they're gonna die absolutely yeah, they're all gonna die and so it would just be absolutely. an incredible show to it watch. would be it would be so good I, I would watch that so much because I would love just seeing how they deal with their inevitable demise. Yeah, you know? and then seeing like because you can totally have like these fucking reprehensible bastards up at like sure. the, the holy society of the uh, sure yeah, 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 yeah. only eat electrum coins you know that kind of bullshit <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. and then they get like fucking ripped apart by like a horospex or a lictor sure. or some shit they yeah, like absolutely. eat their brains it'd be fucking great <laughs> it'd be super cool you can see the bio titans like stomping around yeah oh, yeah totally. man. <laughs> where you talk about World of Warhammer. Yes, Pizza Funk. Fucking hell. hell yeah. 
Yeah, dude, if you want 4K lore, check out Adeptus Ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it seen, is. Yeah, I haven't looked at it yet, but a lot. Like I watch Bricky content anyway. Yeah, yeah. And he's one. Of I the saw hosts. he was on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Him and uh, DK Diamond. He Montes, was or whatever. Uh, yeah. Montes. He was. Um, I I saw a clip from it of him talking about the uh the story of the um the the militarum that ran out of ammo and then yeah. started to shoot the yeah. orcs I'm a tank, by saying yeah yeah i'm a tank i'm a tank i'm a tank yeah that, yeah that is an old joke it's i know yeah, yeah. but it's so it's, it's such a good, good one it's such a good one i love it yeah yeah um, no, it's really good i don't know and I'm, I'm i'm an admic player i pretty much accepted heresy that's true that's true mm. yeah i mean you are the only acceptable heretic <laughs> I mean, and hey, man, you, you've got those goddamn, those goddamn Castellan robots that can just, oh, like, fucking so good. shoot those stakes into the ground and then just have, like, 90 shots. Yeah, You're good. Fucking hell. <laughs> Even if you are a heretic, nobody can fucking stop you. <laughs> Dude, actually, mm. uh, did you see uh, play on tabletops, like, in tournament shit that they do once a year? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I've been, uh, I've been keeping up with them. Yeah. Um, I just recently watched Pacific Rim Dark because I had. Oh, seen it. it was so good! Yeah, it yeah. was really good. Um, the uh, they had their tournament and it was Space Marine Steve versus yes. uh Tac. I think his yeah, name is Tac. Yep. And he fucking like tabled him turn oh, one. Oh yeah. Oh, it was so fucked. Robots. It was so bad. The they had robot. a fucking rematch. Yeah, they had a they had a live stream of it. Yeah, I watched yeah, a bit of like, that. Yeah, yeah, those it, things seem fucking broken. They're pretty yeah, good. Ones are kind of rough. Yeah, yeah. Like Did I, I, don't, I don't even watch a ton of Warhammer content because, frankly speaking, I find it dry as hell. Sure. And yeah. even like I've uh, seen some episodes of, I think it was yes, it was Tau versus um 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 the adeptus mechanicus mm. okay and like the sky battle yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. and like fuck dude dude yeah. those things like they did so much damage up. in that yeah i'm hoping they'll get some sort of errata that will like um i think isn't ninth out for adeptus mechanics yeah it, it is out. Yeah. the codex is actually i guess out, yeah i so. guess the old that one was when they were still in eighth so yeah, yeah. hopefully they're not so ridiculously strong yeah i don't know um i haven't looked into it at all because i don't have the book but yeah yeah um, you know what we need to do at some point uh hmm. we don't have to do it on the podcast but you me and aiden need to play fucking gladius because i bought you gladius aiden. pointing yes. at you through my wall um <laughs> Sh shut up you don't know where maine is yeah. <laughs> you don't know where in maine i am <laughs> i don't know what direction north is but yeah i'm pointing at you because i bought you gladius and the tau true specifically because i know you're gonna play them because you know i'm a weeb yeah oh yeah I know you're a fucking weeb. Weeb. i'm a weeb too but i just i go for the tentacle monsters not the fish you, uh -huh. you, you you sense how much my pants drip at the word mech yes <laughs> it's true and then I've we been... also need to play Mech Warrior at some point again, because that's fun. Dude, I have mm. Mech Warrior. Like, I'm not even playing it, and I keep it updated. Yeah, oh, no, me too. 
Are we talking about the newest one or online? Uh, no, Mech Warrior no. Five. No, the oh. uh, Mech Warrior, uh, the online. online one. Online one. Okay, yeah, I can download that one. at some point. I mean, yeah. hell, I still get emails from them. It's like, hey, you can get two free mechs if you log in. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I already have so many mechs that I'm comfortable with. I don't bother. Gotcha. Yeah, we should do that at some point. That would be fun. Yeah. Because, um, like, the, the thing is, when we play, I have to be the one to host it because I have the DLC that lets you get your Titan units. Oh. You know, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to maybe uh, <clears throat> host a game. Do we want to play it now? I thought you don't for, have it installed. No, no, I mean for viewers of the, the channel. Like, oh, we can yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. True. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Could I do mean, that. the thing is, since we're... You know, we always talk about D&D &D and tabletop RPGs. It's always a little bit weird even broaching the subject. You guys want to watch us play video games and shit. Right, it's true. But I mean, you know, we're all fucking gamers here, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, there's that. And, like, I've I've had the idea of um, starting a, a tourney for Warhammer, um, if people are interested. Um, That'd be cool. Yeah, I think it would be fun. I don't... It would be um, one of the ones that I'd actually have to learn the rules for. <laughs> even better. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, that and like I, I want to get a lot more viewer involvement. Um, mm. be really fun. Um, yeah. I need to. I need. I'm putting the call out now. If you're a patron and you have a video that you want us to watch, um, hey, send it our way. Um, and we'll watch it. We'll watch it at some point. You know, we'll do a patron episode or however many it takes every now and again in order to watch them. Um, mm. so find one that you want us to look over, and hey, we'll do it. Um. Yeah, that and like, I don't know, man. There's a lot of stuff we can do. It's just yeah. one of those things of finding the time, cause time. Oh my god, that's <laughs> fucking beautiful! Holy shit! What? It's a uh, a hormigant print. Look at oh. this. This gorgeous, like the fucking, bam. Oh, that actually like looks good. Yeah, I know that one's really good. Shit. Man. Usually the the prints for um Nids look real bad. Well, prints in general don't look that great. Yeah. God that damn, one, that's another must be one. A, that must be a high end printer. Yeah. Hold on, I'll show that's, you. That's another one. Holy shit. Is this the same one? It might actually be the same one. Here you go. This one's got color. It's in full color. Oh, that. it might be, yeah. It's a fucking hormigant. Jesus. Looks really good. Yeah, like, holy shit. That's like some Forge World level shit. Hmm. That's true. Man. Let me show that. Because oh, I'm, I'm building my hormigants right now. And gotcha. I'm putting toxin sacks on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm basically doing them the same way I did my uh, termagants, but with toxin sacks instead of the devourers. Mm -hmm. So 15 of them are going to have toxin sacks, and then any sixes will be the additional damage. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's let's plan on next week. We all get a, a bit of lore. A bit of, a bit of lore. Okay. Um. And we can we can go over it a bit, and we can talk about some more hammer stuff because yeah. we have yet to. I even... have a bit of bonus lore for you that you'll oh. even have to wait till next week for. Oh. oh, the 40k orcs are the only faction which is legitimately happy. Yes, yes, absolutely. that is true. That is absolutely correct. 
<laughs> they do what they love, and what they love is fighting. Yep, Having a good fight. Speaking of orcs, how are yours coming along? Have you done any <laughs> Great question. They're over there still. Do you the have, uh, did you get paint, or were you still waiting on it? I have some paint. I haven't even started. Like, I've built, like, two guys, and then, ah. yeah. I was going to do it on stream. That was going to be a thing at some point yeah. um, as well. Maybe maybe next time while we're talking about Warhammer Lore. That would actually yeah. be good. Okay, yeah. yeah. You know what? Hey, you heard it here now. First, we're going to talk Warhammer Lore, and I'll be painting on camera. Wow, crazy. Oh, boy. I'll put it right here and then I'll put my ring light that I have now and I'll put it over it so it actually gets illuminated great and then you can see oh. it and it'll be great huzzah huzzah fuck it because I'm not going to do it otherwise and I'm going to show you guys yeah, how right. bad I am at painting and assembly so it'll be great so have you yeah. ever have you do you have a uh like a practice thing that you can paint um so like you, what what do you have basically oh i have a bunch of boys i got um yes but do you have olives no i could get some mm. <laughs> uh i have a bunch of boys i've got a war bus and uh knobs and the killer can no sorry not killer uh the death dread and okay. uh what, you got to start collecting didn't you yeah i got to start collecting and i bought the war bus box so that i could get the war boss instead of getting oh. the metal one that's like 25 bucks Fuck that. Yeah, no, this uh, one so, This one is a war boss plus, like, five other um, knobs, so. So, do you, with the Death Dread, do you have any parts that were never used, maybe for, like, a gun that you chose not to equip? Uh, I haven't yet uh, built it, but, okay. um, there, yeah, I will have parts that I won't use, absolutely. Okay, so when you build your Death Dread, however you choose to do it... Mm -hmm. Uh, assemble everything else, like the gun that you don't want to use, sure. and use the gun that you don't want to use as a practice painting model. That is a good idea. What I did when I first started painting was I, one of the first models that I got was a harpy. Mm -hmm. And um, you can build the harpy kit in two ways. You can build it as either a harpy or a hive crone. And the gotcha. hive crone has a different head. Mm -hmm. And so I put together the head... And then I didn't put it on because I needed mm -hmm. to make the harpy. And I just used the head as a way to test paints. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then another that. thing that you can do if you, uh, in between painting sessions, what I have done is mm -hmm. I basically got, sorry, I didn't mean to, you know, dominate this. No, you're good. No, you, you know more test. than I do. Honestly. Um, uh, what I did was I went to the store and I got, uh, you know, those like orange, uh, mailing packages. Yes. Yep. That have a, li a tiny little bit of bubble wrap in the, yeah, in I got it. plenty of them from Amazon. Okay. Uh, if you have like a big one, mm -hmm. you should take your primer of choice, whichever primer you're going to use and prime over it kind of like thickly. Okay. And then... Uh, let that dry and use that as a way to test paints. Mm, okay. And uh, if you keep it orderly and you have a set um, paint like color scheme, mm -hmm. you can paint like a square of it in that color. And every time you're going to reuse that color, you can apply the newly mixed color onto the old thing to make sure the color matches. Hmm. So okay. hang on, I'll take a picture and then once I show once you see the picture, you'll kind of understand. Yeah, yeah. 
So hang on. Yeah. Discord. This. So this is a big mailing packet completely sprayed over with gray primer. Oh, okay. And all of those different squares are just the colors that I use on the models. And so when I'm mixing the dark brown for the bodies, mm-hmm. I mix it in the palette, and then I just take a small amount of it and paint it onto the brown square up at the top. Mm-hmm. And if the color matches, then it's good to go. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, cool. Very helpful way to make sure you, you know, get your ratios right. Right, yeah. Okay. And then also, when you make your paint ratios, you fucking write that shit down. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That makes a lot of sense. It's funny because I was watching Midwinter Minis. He's actually the one that basically helped me figure out how to even do this shit at all. Yeah. Because I had never done it before. And um, he is on paternity leave right now because he just recently had twins. And so... A lot of other Warhammer miniature people are making little snippet videos, mm-hmm. and he's compiling them into little uh, things and putting them together and putting them up just so he has you know content going right, up. Right, right. And one of them was like, one of the tips was like, write down your paint mixtures, and every all the comments were like, holy shit, I never would have thought to do that. And I'm like, really? Yeah. I mean, dude, you think you're gonna remember? That's the thing. Like, I guess so, but like, you know, having come into the hobby brand spanking new, like, just last year, that was true. one of the first things I did, was start start by compiling and writing down what my fucking paint mixes were gonna be. That's fair, yeah. So it just seemed a little bit odd, being like, you guys never thought to do that? <laughs> and you've done this for, like, how long? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I have, I uh... I've got, like, I haven't even, like, taken the plastic off my primer can that I have, and mm-hmm. I have a, uh... Oh, what is this? I bought some, uh, matte fluid. Um, oh, uh-huh, like matte medium? Yep, matte medium. Nice. Um, so I have that as well, and I have, uh, a few paints that I got a long while ago, and some that I got from a D&D set specifically, but they're still the same kind of paint, so yeah. I can use them for whatever. And then yeah. uh, I bought a single bottle of, uh, I think it's Goblin Green from, uh, from Game Color? Or, no, sorry. Ah. Um, where is it? It was like or, Army Painter or something. Yeah, I know that color name. Yeah, yeah. But, um... It's over here somewhere. I have a bunch of... Like, I have it all here, and it's ready to go. I just haven't done shit with it, right? Yeah. It's just I like, under... I... Yeah. yeah. I can understand that, because how... I don't want to fuck it knowing up. How, even, <laughs> yeah. That's the first thing that'll that'll hang you up, is yeah. being scared that you'll fuck it up. And the second thing is, honestly, just being in the mood. I have all also these miniatures that. that are ready to go. They're primed and totally ready to just get paint slapped on right, there. Right. But I am often just not in the mood to paint. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense, too, yeah? Yeah, I mean, hell, I got a Tyrannifex just sitting here, and he's ready (laughs) for a big fucking splash of shade. Right. But, I mean, God. (laughs) It's super (laughs) easy to do, but God, I can't force myself to do it. That's fair, yeah. So... And now I just just spent the whole podcast basically putting together my second uh, barbed Hyradule and my first batch of Hormigaunts. Oh, yeah. So... That's been fun. Nice. Yeah, I have um, 
the fucking what is it the plastic cement or whatever it is um yeah the citadel one no this is testers ah right yeah and it's it's real good yeah it it's Mm -hmm. holding these boys together great yeah um testers and ravel are really 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 good i use ravel cool 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 all right we've kind of just gone just into just talking about random bullshit at this point so yeah Um, i mean eh. yeah yeah no it's it's good it is related it is it's part of the tabletop um yeah well all we need to do is talk about the warhammer rpgs and then it'll all be linked i mean just warhammer in general is linked anyway oh i know it's just the fact that you know we're uh you know tabletop rpg podcast so we get their rpgs and we're good true true um but yeah so i think that'll that'll do it for us for tonight um hope you enjoyed hanging out with us just you know chill at the end here um shooting the shit you know learning a bit about the next time coming um Mm. and uh yeah that that'll do it for us Do, do you have your spicy spicy uh your spicy spoiler that you're gonna say, Aiden, or <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe not. Okay, okay, know. that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's, see, that's how I get around not preparing one in the first place. That's what I thought. There you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Well, um, thanks everybody for coming. Thanks for yeah. hanging out, and uh, hope you enjoyed. Um, we'll see you next week for uh the the warhammer stuff and uh hope you're excited for that maybe it'll interest you in the hobby if you've never like looked into it at all um because the lore is something that can really drag people in it's real good (laughs) yeah it's really good well there's some aspects of it that aren't great but (laughs) yeah yeah. we'll talk about some stuff but i mean nothing's perfect exactly um but uh we'll get to it so thanks again um it's only been a little bit but i will again thank our patrons um mm-hmm. going from top to bottom we got draco kraken mog zero slazer steely drake cross chris frozen spaghetti kill chrono and polyhedral thank you again and uh don't forget that the podcast can be found on tuesdays at 9 p.m eastern standard time for a live broadcast then again uh at 4 p.m on fridays uh eastern standard time for the vod and again on your podcasting services of choice around noon ish on mondays eastern standard time um devils and dice goes up on wednesdays when we have it available um and we have a bunch of episodes out there if you haven't checked it out yet do so it's uh, steely's already got a leg up on you you big bastard you gotta catch <laughs> up to him <laughs> it's been a it's been a good time i have a general question for you all oh is is next week the start of when it turns out like ours is like yet another warhammer podcast because <laughs> like <laughs> Like I have like three Warhammer podcasts <laughs> I listen to. No, I know I, I listen to Warhammer it's, a lot. It's it's gonna be four now. After no, this. <laughs> we're not gonna be dedicated to it. Obviously, we no. might come back to it every now and again. Uh, um, if if the if the need is is there, um, if the need but, is dire, right? But the but the is is Goge Van Dyer one might. Say? He's going well. Yeah. He could be. Um. Yeah, I mean, we, we, that's the thing. We can go into it a bit um, on occasion. We'll see how it goes, because it depends on... Honestly, it really depends on how it does. 
um, if people like it or not. Um, please let us know when we do it, if you enjoy the what we do um, for it, and maybe we'll try, try to structure it differently or something if we do it again. Um, but it's not going to be a regular thing unless people really want it. Um, we'll see how it goes, basically. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so... Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.